Evan Roberts. Tiki Barber. It's Evan and Tiki on WFAN, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. I don't know if you guys realize this, but February 2nd, 2024 may be one of the most important days in New York City that we've seen in a very long time. Why? Because I got to tell you a secret. Okay. At Gracie Mansion in New York City, there is a back room that nobody talks about. And in that room at Gracie Mansion is a list, and it features pictures of people. That list, not a controversial list in terms of something else, but it's a list (laughs) that says King of New York Sports. Like, there's a real list, all right? And for the last three years, that list hasn't changed. The list has been very, very consistent. The number one guy on that list has been Aaron Judge. Of course, and it should still be Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge has for it's been years now, Tiki. I got to go back a long ways. I got to call my sources and find out when he kind of took that mantle mm-hmm. of number one. But he's had it for a long time. I have sources telling me that there is a big debate inside the halls in New York City today that on February second, two thousand twenty-four, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Judge. Is no longer number one. <laughs> I was going to say, Aaron didn't even touch it. Nah, that list screw right him. Now. Screw him. <laughs> not touching it. Aaron Judge may fall to number two. And I can't believe I'm saying this. I think they're right. I think that the powers that be inside a city hall that makes these decisions of king of New York City sports, I think they're right. Because I <laughs> saw my friend Mike Baseglia tweet this last night. Tommy Lugauer was texting me at 2 a.m. And they didn't even realize this was in motion. They were like, Jalen Brunson's the king of the city. Jalen Brunson's the king of the city. <laughs> and after last night, as a really? Nick hater that people think I am, I think I support the city's decision. I think Jalen Brunson has earned it. And I hear that at some point today, Aaron Judge is being removed as <laughs> the on. number one face in that joking. back. I'm, right. not, I'm telling you, so I got the joking. sources. So here's the reason why, you, why it can't be true. Why? Well, because he hasn't. Won that thing yet. Neither is Aaron Judge, but Aaron Judge hit 63 home runs. Aaron Judge has taken his team to the uh, the ALCS. Right, Aaron Judge has been dominant for eight years in New York. Jalen Brunson's in year two. Right? Yeah, I know he's had a couple of great games, and the Knicks are rolling right now. A couple of great games. 15. He's having a great year. I'm, I'm, I'm under-exaggerating on purpose. <laughs> 15 of 17 they've won. They won nine in a row. Jalen Brunson is the man. He scored 40 and 30, and heck, soon he's going to score 55 on us. It's Born time. to play basketball! But, yes, he is born to play basketball, obviously. But have to win something? What does Aaron Judge want? He's won the, he won the MVP. Look, if you want to ridicule our city for having Jalen Aaron Brunson Judge. just became an all-star. Okay. If you want to ridicule our city for having Aaron Judge at number one for the last few years and say he's won nothing, fine. But he's won nothing. He won the so MVP. You're t- okay. Well, Jalen Brunson's got MVP chance. Have he, you heard it at Madison Square Garden? Uh, yes, but the chance of the of the of the of the of the, of the populace doesn't mean that it's going to account to an MVP for him at the end of the, the year. The populace is a big part of what makes you the king in this city. Po- the New York populace, but I'm talking about the the league populace. Aaron Judge dominated baseball two seasons ago, sure, and he won the MVP because of it. He broke a record, even though it's not really the record, but we know what we're talking about. He broke the record that had been standing for ages, and 
he was amazing. Mm. Lauded, yeah. jerseys bought all over the country. Forget just bought in New York. That's great. Jalen Brunson, maybe you get off the East Coast. If you're not a basketball fan, you're, you're saying Jalen Brunson. Screw yeah. the rest of the country. I'm talking about New York but, City. But I think to be the king of New York, you have to transcend New York. Okay. And he doesn't quite transcend New well, York yet. I'll tell you that last night at Madison Square Garden, there were two things that occurred. Two things that I think has moved this committee and moved me as just an independent sports observer. Now I'm an ISO. I'm an independent sports observer because none of my teams feature guys that are even <laughs> in this discussion for being king of New York City. The Jets don't have it. The Mets don't have it since Jake left. That We don't have it, okay? We don't have anybody. The Nets certainly don't have it. Like, we don't have kings. So as an ISO, an independent sports observer, there were two things that happened last night that need to be acknowledged. And it's why I think Jalen Brunson has moved up that ladder and has surpassed your old hero, Aaron Judge. Mm. Number one, Andrew Nemhard. Andrew Nemhard, that piece of crap from Canada, took a shot at Jalen Brunson last night. And not only did he take a shot at Jalen Brunson by swinging his hand into Jalen Brunson's face, the officials missed that call. Yes, they did. And so it led to an easy dunk that put the Pacers up by one with exactly two minutes to go. And Jalen Brunson laid on the ground, laid on the hardwood of Madison Square Garden with his eye, like, unopenable. He couldn't even see. He couldn't even look. It's a little bit of an exaggeration, but it's okay. That's what happened. I was watching the game. I know. I was watching, too, and he came right back in after they had to take a timeout. That's right. Now, I wasn't in the building because I sold my tickets for a crazy amount of money. Thank you, Nick fans. But I was watching on TV. So Jalen Brunson takes this cheap shot from Andrew Nemhard. He gets up after that timeout. The Garden is freaking out. The Garden's freaking out because the officials sucked last night. And they're freaking out that the Pacers took this lead on what was a dirty, dirty play. Yeah, they essentially handed the the game over to the Indiana Pacers. And then Jalen Brunson, and this is what Kings do, took it back. Mm. He split defenders. He gets hit. He gets an N1. And then has the greatest missed free throw ever because it gave the Knicks another opportunity in which Dante DiVincenzo, we call him the big ragu, hits the big jump shot to put them up by three points. Jalen Brunson responded to the eye-poking, to the slap in the face, the way kings do. But I'm not done. Because there was something else Jalen Brunson did, and this is where you can't argue with me. Let me hear it. And I apologize, Yankee fans, because you're going to think I'm attacking your king. You think I'm going after Aaron Judge. I'm not. I'm going to tell you the reality of what happened last night. (laughs) Jalen Brunson, in front of 18,000 people, was asked a question by Alan Hahn. Wasn't it Alan Hahn? I like that. He's so good looking, that Alan Hahn, by the way. It just makes me uncomfortable. About, hey, how does it feel, Jalen? How does it feel to know that New York City is chanting your name? How does it feel? Did you guys hear that last night? Yeah. Did you hear Jalen's response? You want to hear it again? I think I heard heard his response and your emotion right now. Well, I'm a human being and I have emotion. You're about to cry for Jalen Brunson. Ladies and gentlemen, last night, Jalen Brunson in front of you people. The night started with you being named to your first All-Star game. Just talk about the journey you've been on and how it has reached this point now where you're on the garden floor hearing MVP chants and you're going to the All-Star game. I mean... I got got nothing to say. I got nothing to say. Wow. Mm. He had nothing to say because he was crying. He had nothing (laughs) to say because he was that emotional. And 
Dude, I'm a human being, and I don't like the Knicks. I'll be the first to tell you. I raise my hand. I'm a part of the coalition of Nick haters. If that didn't make you tingle last night, you're not a human. I don't know what to tell you. And Aaron Judge has never done that. I'm sorry. Aaron Judge has never sat there at Yankee Stadium and basically teared up from the emotion that he's feeling from Nick fans. So two things. A. Jalen Brunson's a man who got a cheap shot from some dumb Canadian and then <laughs> responded to it. And then B., Jalen Brunson feels you like no other New York athlete feels you. Not a single person. Not Aaron Rodgers. Not Jacob DeGrom when he was here. Not anybody. So guess what, Tiki? Respond to that. So why does Aaron judge? Because he plays in a much larger facility, in a massive stadium, where the sound doesn't reverberate off the roof and oh, back down. I'm not being serious. What? What? Off the roof and back down onto the onto the playing surface, the field or the court. And we're talking about Madison Square Garden. Why does the the cacophony of sound that is surrounding Jalen Brunson and making him emotional? Why does that disqualify the unbelievable events that? That Aaron Judge has put us through because a the part massive of massive home runs, the clutchness, the the great defense, the the physical dominating dominating presence mm-hmm. that he brings, the inspiration that little kids who look up to him and says, "Wow, that's mighty Casey," right? <laughs> All of that. That's Aaron Judge. He gets it, and just because he composes himself oh. doesn't make him less of a king of New York than Jalen Brunson. Part- Jalen Brunson's got to win something first. Well, so does Aaron Judge. I think- you keep bringing that up like judges he won anything. He won the MVP. Oh come on, that's a big deal. A part I know of it's voted upon an award, but he won the MVP. A part of being a king is understanding your peasants. A part of being a king <laughs> is having your subjects understand you and feel you. Jalen Brunson, and I'm not even kidding. You think I'm being sorry. I'm not. Mm. When I sat there last night and I watched that, first of all, I'm incredibly jealous. I'll be the first to tell you. I wish that was me. I wish I could share that feeling that you all have. Mm -hmm. But that's what a king does. A king understands. King's emotions came to him because he understood not only what it meant for himself to finally make an all-star game, but what it meant for the people. And so one of the things that Jalen Brunson has been able to acquire over the last year and a half and why this big decision is happening today in New York City, that he is moving up the ladder and being number one, is that he has a connection to this city that I'm sorry Aaron Judge uh, doesn't have. Evan, so you agree, with, have it. you agree with the mayor's office decision? I think the mayor's right. I think the mayor's <laughs> office decision of making Jalen Brunson the king of New York City I think is the right decision. I support it. Let's go next. Now, as an IBO in two places, independent basketball observer, independent baseball observer, can I ask you, Aaron Judge, where does he rank among current baseball players? I think Aaron Judge is probably in the top five of current baseball players. Tiki, you were not here. I take you back 48 hours ago where (laughs) Evans' open was Jalen Brunson is not a top five NBA player. Excuse me, did I say he is? No, no. But you cannot call somebody the king of this town when 48 hours ago you weren't even willing to say he's top five in his sport and put him... As king over somebody who those is top things, five in your sport. Those well, two, by the way, the more popular team. Hold on a second. Those two things are not related. Like, sure they Jaylen are. They Bro- are. No, they're not. How are they not related? We're talking j- about the king of New York, and be- you're talking about a guy who's not even regarded as a top five in his sport. I, and I stand by that. He's not top five in his sport. You know why? Because he hasn't won anything. Is he he hasn't won an MVP okay, yet. You keep saying that. <laughs> But Aaron Judge hasn't won anything. Okay, I, what matters here? How you make – I mean, I know this is – I'm, I'm actually arguing against what I would actually say. Good, it's, I like it's, that. It's not whether or not you how you feel. 
And, and what you do, it's how you make people feel, right? <laughs> it's so. Well, that's yes. Thank Jalen you. Jalen Brunson is making Nick fans feel amazing right now. Amazing. But so has Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is a years. fine, fine Yankee, and that's why he's going to be number two on fine. this list. He's <laughs> fine. He's fine. But look, if your argument to me is Aaron Judge is better at baseball than Jalen Brunson is at basketball, you know what I would say to you? What's You're that? right. That's not the freaking point. When you become king of this town, it's not simply who the best is. And you want my proof of that? Mm. You ready for this one? You know who was the king for the longest period of time in this city? Actually had this mantleship longer than anyone else. Eli Manning? Derek Jeter. Oh, yeah, that guy. And for many years, Derek Jeter wasn't even the best player on his own team. Mm. So don't give me this. He's better. I'm not. Derek Jeter was the rookie of the year in Major League Baseball when he came out. Was Derek Jeter better than A-Rod when they were teammates for a bunch of years? No, but he already established the king. LeBron was better than Wade, but Wade was the king of Miami. Because he was already there and established. We're not Judge. talking about Miami. But, if we're talking about Miami, is, we'll talk about Judge it. has been here, homegrown, from the beginning, been unbelievable, multiple-time All-Star by the time he was Jalen Brunson's age now. He is the king, and it's hard to take his Even torch. though Jalen Brunson was a free agent, and he was signed via the Dallas Mavericks, mm-hmm. he's homegrown. You want to know why he was homegrown? He was on the garden court with his dad, mm-hmm. Rick Brunson, mm-hmm. when he was here years ago. He's as homegrown as it gets. Don't. I know what you're trying to do, and I respect it. I do respect the idea of, but Evan, you said he's not top five. I'm not saying he is top five. Nowhere in this discussion have I said Jalen Brunson is going to win the MVP or is top five or even top ten in the NBA. What I'm telling you, and it's not just me, it's happening in the city right now. It's happening before your eyes. Jalen Brunson is becoming your king. All right. So bow down to your king, Sean. I don't like Mm. monarchies to begin with, Evan. So if that's (laughs) the case, every argument you laid out is the case, then it's not about being the top player in your sport. I missed the mayor's office memo. Clearly, you're more into the political range in this. In Gracie Mansion, early December, was Tommy DeVito the king of New York over Mm. Aaron Judge? No, he never got there. Mm. Oh, interesting, though. He captivated. He was making people weep in the stands. He did everything that Jalen Brunson You're comparing Tommy DeVito to Jalen Brunson? Well, but you you just told me it's not about where they rank in their sport. It's about how they captivate. Yeah, but Sean, Sean, you're talking about a guy who filled in as a third-string quarterback for a couple of good weeks. Well, you said it's about crying and and generating the... that's a part of it. Like, it's one (laughs) big... It's all of it for you, huh? It's all of it. Like, Jalen Brunson's having a great... Great year. Yes, that's a part of it. Of course. Yes, the Knicks are the two seed in the Eastern Conference. That's a part of it. Jalen Brunson took a cheap shot last night from that dumb Canadian and responded. That's a part of it. Dog. Jalen Brunson is crying at Madison Square Garden and is even causing a guy like me to tear up. That's a part of it. Let's go, Knicks. Like, it's an all-inclusive thing that's led Brunson to this moment. And see, here's your problem, Sean. You're not independent. (laughs) You're a Yankee fan. Who doesn't want to acknowledge that there's a new king? I'm an independent observer here. Why would I have any interest between Aaron Judge and Jalen Brunson? I'm a loser net fan. I may may not be independent, but I am objective. And to me, the objectivity matters as much as the emotion. Like, you can feel like someone's the greatest guy or greatest player, athlete, whatever, in this city. And Jalen Brunson feels like that right now. Mm-hmm. It feels like it, but he's not quite that. What does he have to do then? Yeah, just he's win the MVP for Win three. something. Win something. He's got to more than got, a round. He's got to win more than a round. He's got to get to the ultimate stage. Whether he succeeds or fails or whatever it is, he's got to get there. And he hasn't gotten there yet. Is he building? Yeah, possibly. I'm not saying Aaron Judge is safe for decades like Derek Jeter was, but Jalen Brunson's. 
taking unbelievable steps to make himself the king of New York. He's not quite there yet. Mm. So I guess people out there, do you agree with this city that they're going to make that big change later today? That Jalen Brunson is going to jump <laughs> Aaron Judge as our new king? Or are they making a huge mistake like they've made many other, st- other mistakes running our city? We are giving you we are the New York both Knicks. sides of a very contentious debate York right Knicks. now in New York City. We are the New there York have been Knicks. rumors and rumblings the that the mayor's Knicks. office is strongly considering flipping Brunson and Judge as the new king of New York City. They got a little back room at Gracie Mansion where they kind of have pictures of each athlete. It goes one through ten. I am not privy to who's three through ten. I'm sure we could all speculate it on our own. But for the last year, Aaron Judge has been number one over Jalen Brunson. Longer than that, Judge has been number one for like five years. Right. I think he took over Kingship during his rookie season in 2017. It always caused anger because Jacob DeGrom was never king, and it bothered me. But here I am as a complete independent observer. I'm certainly not a Knicks fan. I'm not a Yankee fan. But I believe the city is right. Let's go Knicks. They are right to make Jalen Brunson the new king. And you also offer a very unique perspective as a former athlete in this town who... I tried to do research on this. Yeah. You were never king of New York City, nope. but you were close. That's what I was told by a source. That you moved up that list, you made some runs. And look, that's a very special mantle. I think you understand that. But you were very, very close. So you also come from a new, unique perspective of someone that's been debated on it. Yeah. This kind of list of Gracie Mansion. As Sean alluded to, uh, the great founders of our amazing country specifically put language in our Constitution to prohibit the monarchy from taking over. This is why he was never king, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) This reasoning. And also I heard Rudy Giuliani didn't like you. That was the other guy. I like Rudy. (laughs) He'd come to training camp. (laughs) I think his kid was one of the ball boys for for one of the the training camps. I also apologize to Yankee fans out there who are also Knicks fans because I've received some angry text messages from Chris McMonigle, who does a Mm. fine job in the overnights, who's very upset about this. Because he feels like Yankee fans and Knicks fans are being pitted against each other. Suck it! And that's not the intention. Like, if anything, it's a compliment. I mean, it's about the people. It's about the person. It's not about the team. It's it's, about the person. That's the angle. That's it, Tiki. Go ahead. This sick bastard on the verge of Disney World, the happiest place on earth where he'll spend this weekend. More on that later. And swinging. came (laughs) Came in here today on a Friday and said... Oh, these Knicks are really pissing me off. Oh, I hate the Yankees. It's you know always what? a troll. These Nick and Yankee fans, it's I'm going to make them troll. turn on each other and fight each other today. That is not and true. And I'm going to take great joy. That is totally. I, you know, Sean, I didn't even recognize it. It, just it was happening me. right in front of us, and I didn't even recognize that it. That is not true. The I'm ultimate a, troll. I am a human being with emotions. I'm a human being with opinions. And I'm a human being who has this inside knowledge that Brunson's replacing Eric Judge as king of New York City. I I even put a poll out there, and I know that my Twitter account, you know, I have a lot of Jet fans, a lot of Net fans, a lot of Met fans, but in a weird way, that's probably a good audience to see the results of this. Mm. So I asked it very fairly, and we'll give you the results a little bit later on. Should Jalen Brunson replace Aaron Judge as the king of New York City sports? And I'm on the side of, yeah, especially because of last night. Last night was not about beating the Indiana Pacers while shorthanded, which was a great, great win. It was not about coming back from 15 down when you're playing literally seven guys. That's a part of it. But what really made last night special was the way Brunson responded to that Nemhard cheap shot mm. and then the fact that he showed emotion to us that very few athletes have ever shown to us. And I'll name guys I love who've never shown that emotion. Jacob deGrom never showed that emotion to us. Aaron Judge has never shown that emotion to us. And Jalen Brunson, 
And I admit, I'm, I'm not joking. Like, I watched that last night with a lot of jealousy, but I also watched it saying, wow, that 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 freaking guy. Of course. That hit him. He's in front of 18,000, 19,000 people at the world's most famous arena. They're chanting his name. He got the all-star berth right before the game. And it takes a lot for a man like that to just cry in front of us. And that's what kings are about. And Aaron Judge has never done that. Maybe you should tell him he should cry in front no, of us. definitely not. Just be you, Aaron Judge. Right. The emotion of an arena And here's the other over. thing with Jalen. He has the highest approval rating of any athlete in this town. You will find Yankee fans that are Aaron Judge detractors. You will not find one single Nick fan that's a Jalen Brunson detractor. He hasn't been here long enough yet. <laughs> I'm just being real. That's what happens in this city. Eventually, some, someone's going to find something wrong with him. Spoken like a true athlete that played his whole exactly, career in this city. Exactly right. <laughs> Let's kick it off with Brendan and Mineola, Brendan, how are you? Evan, this is about the Knicks. This isn't about Aaron Judge. It's not about our fraud mayor and some list. It's about Brunson, <laughs> Randall when he gets back. This is about Hart, even Chenzo. The Knicks are back. 20 years of waiting for a true competitor. We are here. We are back. We are the New York Knicks. Can ask go, question. New York. Go, New York. Go. The Knicks are back. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go for oh, it. All right, cool. So you know how, like, a week after New Year's Day, you can't say Happy New Year anymore? Like, mm-hmm. there's always that line of demarcation where, okay, you can't say Happy New Year's anymore, right? Like, you've heard yeah, of that. After, after, after January 2nd, you shouldn't say it. Okay, <laughs> cool. No, I, I totally respect that. The New York Knicks are about to make the playoffs for the third time in four years. When do we stop saying we're back? You've been back for a while, dude. No, what? there's a difference of making the playoffs, and there's a difference of a team that you see on the court that can pass, that can score, that can play with anyone. This isn't a team that's a four seed, a five seed. We know they're going to get knocked out second round. We just, you know, let's go. But we know the truth. This team right now can play with any team in the NBA. The Celtics are frauds. Oh, God. Okay, the Sixers are frauds. Well, that's true. Who in the East am I scared of? I'm not scared of anyone in the East. Uh, I like it. Not a bad point. I like his emotion. The Sixers are frauds. You're not scared of Cleveland. You already had them. The 76ers are banged up. What is that, a meniscus tear he has or whatever it is? Well, they're not fully telling us. Right, but it's it's believed to be a meniscus. The Joel Embiid injury mystery is similar to the Julius Randle injury right. mystery. Indiana, you should the Pacers you've shown you can beat even shorthanded. No, the Boston. Right. The Boston. I mean, it's really it's really Boston and Milwaukee. And Milwaukee. And and one thing I do want to say about Milwaukee that you guys got to be careful with is one of the attacks on the Bucks. I've heard this said a lot over the last few weeks or days since the hiring is Glenn Doc Rivers is a choke artist. Glenn Doc Rivers can't win the big one. Hmm. What the hell's your coach won? I'm just curious. Like, if you're going to attack Doc Rivers and all the 3-1 series leads he's blown, he did win an NBA title. Granted, it was a long time ago with that Celtic team. But it's not like Tom Thibodeau has proven postseason success. And I talked about this a few days ago, that series with Chicago when they won 62 games that year, and they blew game five at home against Miami. So if you're going to attack Glenn Doc Rivers, which is a fair attack, you also got to question your own head coach. Let's go to James in Rockland County. What's up, James? Hey, how you guys doing? What's up? Good, man. What's up? Uh, quick question before I get into a point. Evan, since you know about the list, is there um, after a player retires, are they still on the list? Or no. So it's a great question. I'm glad you asked it. Once they retire, it's done. Like, they have their history from being here, but you move on from it. So when Derek Jeter left, he was gone. Like, the, the list ends for him. Yeah. So it's only active players that can have that kind of kingdom, if you will, or the crown of King of New York City, from my understanding. Because I've never seen the list. I've never been in the room. This is what I've heard from sources in the mayor's office. And believe it or not, I have a few sources. Okay. Well, one, I think this conversation is really great. I'm on the younger side of the fandom, so I 
I haven't really seen the Knicks be as top of the line as I've heard they've been. Yeah. But Yankee-wise, I think Aaron Judge should be number one. The guy broke a record that was set in 1961 for the American League. Granted, it's not necessarily the whole entire MLB League record, but still, he's one guy you want MVPs. So, in my opinion, I think he should be number one. But then again, that's one side. You know, I'm not really happy to watch the Knicks as much this season. But uh, I think those two records speak for themselves. I agree, by the way. It's the non-enhanced Major League Baseball uh, record, obviously. Yeah. And he's got an MVP and the Rookie of the Year. I think where we disagree. And it's all here. I get, I get that. It's all New York. I, he's fantastic. Like, you've seen him grow. I, he's amazing. You've seen him come in as a baby face. He's I still know. a baby face, but still. You've seen it. Here's where I Homer think. in his first at-bat. Right. Uh, all right. Here's where we differ, respectfully, to our young listener and to mm. you and to Sean. All that stuff you just said, mm-hmm. it's not usually good enough when you're the New York Yankees. It's all cute. It's all nice. Like, oh, we got a record. Oh, he's won an MVP. But in this town, with that team in particular, it's about championships. There's a reason Aaron Judge heard booze a couple of years right. ago at Yankee Stadium during that ALCS against the Astros. So I agree that there's a different standard between the Knicks and the Yankees based on the last, you know, how many years. But you citing that as that's why he's king, there are some Yankee fans who hear that and say, great, but he hasn't won anything for us. <laughs> yeah. That exists. Again, so what? A guy could be the king of New York because we know deep down, ultimately, he's just part of a cute story that won't actually win a title, and therefore he can't live up to disappointment. Okay, but Sean, here's what you're missing. I don't think the New York Knicks are winning a title, nor do I think they're title contenders, okay? I've made that opinion clear. I'm sure we'll have that debate a lot more as the weeks and months go on. But if you listen to A, this radio station, B, the callers to this radio station, and C, have you talked to anyone outside Madison Square Garden? Because there's a lot of Knicks fans, right or wrong, right or wrong, probably wrong, Mm -hmm. that think they can. And so sometimes the difference between your reality and my reality, it's far different than the reality of the fan. That fan last night who heard Jalen Brunson break down at Madison Square Garden thinks they can win an NBA title. They do. Now, do I want to be the bad guy? Maybe once in a while to put my arm around them and say, you ain't winning crap. (laughs) I'm really not in the mood to do that today. So you saying, hey, my opinion is this or my opinion is that, the Nick fan believes. Hence... Why I think the city's making this decision to make him king. He's the first guy to make him believe. Have you talked? He's made him believe. Have you talked to a Yankee fan since we acquired Soto? We're back, baby. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you see what happened after the Orioles traded for Corbin Burns last night? Can I just chime in here real quick as, as the Nick fan on the show? Jalen Brunson, <laughs> let's just call it right now. Jalen Brunson is the MVP of this league. And as far as Aaron Judge being the king of New York... Did Aaron Judge contemplate going to San Francisco? The king doesn't leave his kingdom. He pulled a power play. No, no, no. The king doesn't leave his kingdom and his servants. Aaron Judge thought about that. Jalen Brunson is the Knicks. Did he actually ever leave his kingdom? No, he did not. But he thought about it. No, he did not. He just took a trip to the Bay Area with his lovely wife and said, let's make him think that we're going to By the way, I got to tell you, it's a freaking great point by Lugie. It really is. You know why it's not? What pick did the Knicks use on Jalen Brunson? No, he signed her as a free agent. Okay. Which his is dad is a coach. No. His dad played for the team. Jalen walked this, to court. He is the Knicks. Disqualification. If you have to come here on a free agent, no. you're a homegrown. Okay, you're not for, first of yeah. all, here's why you're wrong, and I will give you a personal reason for why you're so wrong about that. Yesterday on this show, I got cut off because there was breaking news about Julius Randle, but I was giving an emotional response 
to how I felt about Kevin Durant returning to Barclays yes. Center. And what I was explaining was how much it meant to me, no joke, that he chose us, that he picked us. And so, yeah, it hurt when he left and he demanded to get out, but that meant a lot to me. And I even said to Tiki, you know, I think him deciding to come here may have been my favorite Kevin Durant moment. Mm-hmm. And maybe one of my favorite moments as a Net fan, which left you like, wow, that's crazy. Right, But because he, did, he didn't play a lot. But you understand what I mean. Of course. The because idea... the, Knicks, the, the Nets, kind of similar to the Knicks recently, especially with free agents, are not the destination. Correct. So and when he... someone actually chooses you... It makes you appreciate them even more. Bingo. And hopefully what Tiki just said doesn't even need explanation, but I'll give it anyway. Jalen Brunson chose this city and this franchise when no one else did. Now, a few guys did. I don't want to besmirch Carmelo Mm -hmm. or besmirch Amari. Like, guys have, but a lot of guys didn't. And a lot of guys don't even regret the decision not to choose you. Kevin Durant was on Twitter this morning arguing with Nick fans who want him to admit he made a mistake. And he's like, nah, dude, I'm good. This guy chose you. So when you try to besmirch it by saying, well, he's not homegrown, he wasn't drafted, I'd argue this matters more. (laughs) A guy picking me? A guy choosing me, and in this case, it's obviously not me, but you know what I'm saying? That matters more, and I say that from experience. So if you're going to besmirch, well, Jalen came here as a bought property, that's ridiculous. That's not true. That's not fair. Messier wasn't king of New York until he won because he was a bought property. Jalen Brunson, unfortunately, hasn't won jack squat yet. So to put him as the mayor, king, uh, whoever in New York, your sister's ass in New York, it doesn't matter until he wins. So I don't think Sean is denigrating Jalen Brunson. I don't think he's doing that at all. But what I do think he's saying is that by not being born here, not being a prince of New York, like Aaron Judge was a prince of New York before he became the king of New York, Mm -hmm. you have to earn it. You have to win something. Yeah. You have to really put yourself on that pedestal. And I'm not saying emotionally in the moment, today, or I should say yesterday, February 1st, that Jalen Brunson didn't make New Yorkers who were, happened to be Nick fans feel like, man, we could go anywhere. We're on top of the world right now. We have more momentum than any team by a long shot in basketball right now. Nine in a row, 15 of 17, going back to the last month, right? You know what this team feels like, and it's mostly because of Jalen Brunson. But you still got to win something. You still got to win it. You got you to gotta earn it before you can be anointed the king. Before the crown can be placed on your head, you have to earn it. That's well, all Sean's saying. Okay. I love the use of Prince there. Good point. Okay. Right. Well, fighting both of these guys. Who knew this would turn into a tag team match between me and Lugie and these two? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, actually. <laughs> I don't know either. Is this the new pickleball lineup? (laughs) Politics makes strange bedfellows. It really does. So true. Mike is in West Orange. What's up, Mike? Guys, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. What pleasure, dude. Thank you, man. What's up? So I'm going to make it really simple, right? If you were to ask me who I thought the best player in baseball was, Mm -hmm. and I told you Aaron Judge, what would be your reaction? I'd say he's right there, yeah. He's right there. As long as he's healthy, it's debatable. Absolutely right. right. Mm -hmm. If you were to ask me who the best player in basketball was, and I told you Jalen Brunson, what would you say? I'd laugh at you. Respectfully, I would laugh at you. It's not even close. Thank you for taking my call. (laughs) I get you. I get you. Sean makes that point, too. Aaron Judge is better at what he does than Jalen Brunson is at what he does. But you're missing the fact that emotion plays a part of this. 
importance to a team plays a part of this. What you've done for a team and where you've given them the hope to go plays a part of it. The bone-chilling moments play a part of it. Like, it is not simply who's better. Not as simple as that. Mm. Because, yes, I think Jalen Brunson, and I laid this out a few days ago, if I'm ranking stars in the NBA, he's probably 12 or 13, which is a great compliment considering where he probably was a year ago. And certainly a year before that. And so it's funny when people say he's a superstar, I always try to retort and say, well, what's a super? How many superstars are there in the NBA? And if your answer is there's 15 of them, I'd say, you're right then. Jalen Brunson's a superstar. If your answer is there's five of them, then I say, well, you're not right. He's not. <laughs> and he's not a superstar. It's really how you want to define the word. But right now, it's not simply who's better. It's how you're making this city feel. And what I saw last night at Madison Square Garden, you know what? Screw it. I'm going back. I have season tickets. I'm going to pick a game. I'm going back to the garden. I need to see the scene for myself. Let's go, Knicks. I'll be in the building. I won't be rooting for you, but I'll have a a bird's eyes view. Would you like to come, Tiki? I would love to. Will you stay past three minutes to go in the fourth quarter? I can easily stay late at the garden. (laughs) Okay. I cannot stay late at Barclays. Forget forget Barclays. Because I have to go through the city and then, well, first across a bridge, then through the city, then through a tunnel. And then what are you, forty minutes elf from there, getting to a- <laughs> exactly. And then I walk through the Lincoln Tunnel. Exactly. When I go to the Garden, it's just two lefts, or actually one left, one right, and out of the tunnel. So yes, I will okay. go. I will go through the. Well, garden. Well, good thing I wasn't inviting you yeah. back to Barclay Center. <laughs> also, there's only three more episodes of True Detective left. Tiki's in the clear. <laughs> exactly. Let's go to Tom and Beth Page. What's up, Tom? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, Evan, this is for you. Um, you know, your monologue was good, but uh, I, I got to preface this by saying I think you're a closet Yankee fanboy because, number one, you don't need to apologize to the Yankees because neither Judge nor Brunson are kings yet because they don't have a crown. So you don't have to apologize to the Yankees for that. And then your other monologue, that, that to show what I was about to say about this, about the losers lose when you're talking about the Lions and yeah. the Buffalo Bills, yeah. you mentioned the Jets, you mentioned the Mets, you mentioned the Giants, but you left out the Yankees. When you said Carlos Mendoza is going to blow a game two years years from now, you could have easily used Aaron Boone in your analogy, but you never, ever give the Yankees credit for being the failures that the rest of the city because are. Because they're not, Tom. But the Yankees are like the Evan, Jets. Evan, as a, Yan- as a, as a Yankee hater, yes. if I was to tell you that the team I hated has won one championship in the last 25 years, would that make me happy or sad? I, I get what you're saying. They haven't won a lot in the last two decades, but to equate the Yankees as losers that are equivalent to the Jets and the Knicks... And the Mets and the Nets is incredibly misguided. And so what I think bothers our last caller, I take this as a great compliment, Mm -hmm. Tiki, is what bothers my last caller is that I'm on bias. That's what bothers him. He wants me to be a biased freak. He wants me to bash the Yankees irrationally or even bash the Knicks irrationally. And I know sometimes you think I'm doing that because of the teams I root for, but I'm just being honest. And sometimes honesty compliments the Yankees. And sometimes honestly, like on a day like today, compliments the Knicks. So I'm not going to call the Yankees losers because they're not losers. Well, I, think, I think when you're talking about losing, there are plateaus of losing. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about the Jets and the Nets uh, and even the Knicks before th- two or three years ago, you were talking about this plateau that doesn't even make it to the postseason. Mm. right? That's, that's, a low, that's the lowest level. Whereas with the Yankees, they're on a completely different plateau. Like the idea of not making the postseason until a season ago wasn't even it, – it's not. It's contextually not even in the same but conversation. But you know what, Tiki? It's not even that, and I'll tell you why. The New York Mets haven't won a World Series since 1986. I was three. 
The New York Jets haven't won a World Series since before the real merger occurred. It right. was Super Bowl three. The Yankees, you know, we talk about 2009 as if it was light years ago. But I didn't even, I'm not even talking about the championship. The cha- championship is hard to win. Right. There are 29 to 31 other teams. That's why calling the Yankees the, losers the, is depending unfair. on the sport that we're talking about that also have a chance. So not winning a championship is one thing, but getting close to it. That's a completely different one. And See, the I, Yankees have con- consistently, until last year, have been on that, that making the playoffs. Of course we're making the playoffs. It's are we going to get to the ALCS. What's funny is so I, if you lose there, great. And you are a technically a loser, but you're not near the plateau that you were talking about yeah. when you were talking about the Jets and the Nets and previously the Detroit Lions. I get what you're saying, but I am talking about like the ultimate. Like, so I disagree with you, but I do I understand what you're saying. But I talk about the ultimate. Like, the Jets haven't won a Super Bowl in 50 years. To put the Yankees in that category is not fair. It's just not. Like, they're not. So for that guy to want me to call the Yankees losers like the Jets, the Mets, mm-hmm. and the Knicks, like, it would just be being dishonest. Like, I would just yeah. be completely intellectually dishonest to say something like that. I get what you're saying, but I take it from a different angle. Yeah. Because you only care about yeah. the championship. By the way, I the journey know, doesn't matter. I know Evan to be an honest person, so I'm going to... not fair. <laughs> <laughs> what? what Let's ask Evan an honest question. Right, right. Okay, for your vote to matter on who's the true king of New York, there are certain questions that need to be answered properly. You're going to ask Evan, yeah. what did you have for dinner before the Nets game the other night? With the game I went with you guys to? No, no, no. When you went with your wife, what did you have for dinner? Oh, I had Bolognese. Okay, his vote doesn't matter. He can't say bolognese in New York. <laughs> is, that, is that what you tried to pull on me? Evan, <laughs> I got a lot of people who hammered me about this since and said, how could this guy proclaim anything about New York when he can't say one of the most basic Italian dishes in the city, bolognese? You called it bolognese. You voted for Jalen Brunson. Dismiss, sir. By the way, 2,000 votes in 20 minutes, so a great turnout by the electorate. On simply, hey, do you think Jalen Brunson should replace Aaron Judge as king of New York City sports? I mentioned at the top, I'm hearing a lot of rumors mm-hmm. about this back room at the Gracie Mansion, which I, I wasn't even that aware of, where they list the kings of New York. I wonder if I got the second in my day. So what I heard is you you got close. That's what I was told. I don't know if that's second or not, but you were close. I will say I was at games where the name Tiki was chanted louder than we heard MVP last night. How about that? There you go. So I've been hearing that Brunson's replacing Aaron Judge, so I put that poll out there. Hey, should Jalen Brunson replace mm-hmm. Aaron Judge as king of New York City sports? 2,000 votes in 20 minutes. A pretty good electorate. 56% say, yeah, it's Jalen's wow. time. Mm. 44% say, no, it's still Aaron wow. Judge. I mean, you got <laughs> Here's the other element Nick, of this. Nick fans are listening. That's all that is. Yankee fans are still in hibernations waiting for pitchers there's, and catchers. There's millions of Yankee fans. We've, as Nick fans, have been waiting forever and have been mocked for it for a superstar. We found him. Aaron Judge plays on a franchise that has a lot, a lot of legends, and there will be more to come. What Jalen Brunson means emotionally for Nick fans, especially around my age at 35, outweighs what Aaron Judge means to Yankee fans. I can see that. That's why Yankee fans aren't voting. And that's why Jalen is the king. And that's why Nick fans are voting. And that's why he's no longer king. Because Yankee fans don't even care that much. It doesn't matter. Aaron Judge is still the king. (laughs) He's still the king. Okay. (laughs) John is in Deer Park. What's up, John? I have to say, Tiki and Evan, I've been listening to you guys since you got together. I've listened to Evan since he's with Joe. And I always had a respect for Evan because he always seemed to Uh-oh. to be, you know, 
I'm waiting for the butt. From. I'm waiting for the butt. Are you trying to say I'm not truthful Fairness. and honest now? What's Most going importantly, on? Yes. What I'm trying to say is, lately, for the past, I guess, few months now, and I and I listen every day, by the way, I actually, if I miss anything, I listen to you guys the next day in the morning instead of others uh-huh. to, to catch every word that you guys say. Okay. And you seem to me to have always in the past few months or usually and mostly have an agenda other than <laughs> what you're actually saying what's my agenda okay? what, what excuse trying, me what's... let me finish let me finish i want to hear this out to start something other than what you're trying to say everything is this obfuscation that you create mm-hmm. in Love your statements that you don't think people are catching that you don't think people are aware of and try to start something against this one or that one or pit this one against that one and so on and so forth. The very fact that you've come today and spent all this time talking about two teams that you do not like any, but, any, <laughs> any bit at all just goes to show you how full of it you are today. But oh, I, I nice, don't. Because nice, no, one, John. no one would spend this much time John. talking about these two teams that they do not like. Let's go next. As much as you have. Well, it's it's what's going on. So it's Nick, the, it's the talk, big story right He's talking now. about Nick, the players. It's not the Nick, team. Listen. John, I got to tell you, it's not the team. Judge, if Judge, you're right. No, you're right. But if Judge took a season off. No one would still remove him. <laughs> All right, John. John, you took yeah. a long time to get to your point, which is that you're bothered. That's what that's what you wanted to say. You pissed off, and you feel Aaron Judge got besmirched, and you ended it by saying, even if Aaron Judge took a year off, he didn't take a year off last year, but he did miss 60 games, he'd still be the king. So you're upset. You're angry. I'm not trying to pit anybody against each other. Right now in this town, in this city, a city that's star for a championship, We've got a basketball team that's playing their asses off. Mm -hmm. We've got a player that the city has just fallen in love with. And we have a baseball team that certainly has bigger championship aspirations than the other team in this town that features a great player in Aaron Judge. These are big teams and big players and big stories. Does it bother you that Jalen Brunson is not hateable? Does it bother me? That you can dislike about Jalen Brunson. Yes, it does. It, of course it bothers me. You think I wanted to tear up last night watching the Knicks? But I'm a human, and I call like it is. And what I saw last night was something real. Are you jealous that Jalen Brunson is a Nick? Yes. And not a net? Of course. And there's nothing you can do about nothing it? Nothing I can do about so it. Time to play basketball! So you're genuinely giving him praise. Yes. Throwing him kudos. 100%. Patting him on the back. Yes. Lifting him to the rafters because you're... Jealous? No, 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 no. Why does this? You're proud. Two things can be true at the same <laughs> yeah. time. I can admit because you asked me a direct question, yeah. I answered it. Of course, I'm jealous, but I also respect what I'm watching, mm. and I call it like it is. Now, I may not go fanboy crazy like every other Nick fan around here and declare they're going to win a title or he's the best player in the world or anything like that. And you can understand why. Mm. I'm not a Nick fan. I'm an IBO. I'm calling it fairly. But while calling it fairly, I also will pay compliments. And so what happened last night was kingly. It was. The shot he took. And by the way, the officiating in this game was bad. Now, why am I saying that? I'm saying it because I watched the game and the officiating was bad. Was There's no bad. agenda. What's what's the agenda? I'm yeah. calling it like it is. He could have scored 50 on 
10 more free throws. Sure. Easily. Especially the one that put Indiana up by one. And then obviously the emotion and the connection that we saw at the end of this game. So to our last caller, and even to you, because you're skeptical, there's no agenda. There's a battle going on in this city on who the true king is, it's, and I'm offering you a genuine opinion that I think Jalen's taking it away from Aaron Judge. What well, do you want from me? Sean brought this up earlier, and I now I'm really like thinking about it because we've talked for 50 minutes about this. <laughs> I feel like you are trying to take the real king, the for, not forever, but the for right now king of New York off of his pedestal because he's Aaron Judge and he plays for the Yankees. <laughs> yep, and and you know. I don't know where, where if you're privy to where Pete Alonso is on that list, yes. but it's likely not in the top five. And so you're upset about that. Uh, he, so he, you're trying to knock our guy down so yep. you feel better guys, about guys, your guys, guy guys. not even being close this to the top. It's, has, a, it's a metaphorical assassination on our king. There it is. <laughs> this has nothing to do with the New York Mets. Nothing. It always has something to do with the New York Mets. Tommy Lugauer is a Nick Met fan. Yes, I Does am. this have anything to do with the New York Mets? It has zero to do with the Mets. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, You're he's welcome. biased because he wants Jalen Brunson to be the king of New York. Oh, he is the king of New fan. York. It's not that I want him. He, he is. is. He is. Evan also wants the second round to come, the Knicks to lose, and he go, what happened? He was the king of New York. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would never do that. <laughs> you do. What I would that? never. We'll come back with more of your calls at 877-337-6666. That's the toll-free number. And yesterday, I brought something up that... I wasn't joking about I did. I started playing around with LeBron James trades <laughs> in my trade machine app. And over the last 24 hours, and I'm not saying it was based on me playing around with a trade machine, but the LeBron trade thing became real, and then it died. We'll give you the update on that, plus more of your calls on this King debate. I just heard some sad news, the passing of the great Carl Weathers, the fantastic actor at the age of 76. When you think of Carl Weathers, what do you think of? Apollo Creed, obviously. You don't think of Happy Gilmore? Uh, yeah, sort of. More recently, The Mandalorian. I just feel like he, he was just in it, wasn't he? Yeah. He's in it. Yeah, he's in yeah. it. was. Right. And just, he didn't feel old. No, nah, he didn't, unfortunately. Sad news. 76 yeah. years old, but probably Rocky. I read a story years ago that he auditioned for Rocky, and the way he got the role was he criticized Sylvester Stallone's acting. <laughs> oh, he <laughs> did. Yeah. Really? And Sylvester Stallone loved it. It was like, I'm hiring you. So condolences to the Weathers family. I've been handed a note. I find this fascinating. I was mentioning at the top of the show that we may be witnessing a pretty historic moment in New York City, and that is the passing of the torch of Jalen Brunson becoming the new king of New York City sports. Uh, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but there's been this kind of urban legend that back in the mayor's office, they have the list, and they've got their kingdom ranking, and Aaron Judge has been king for a while. I, I, I got a DM, okay? Mm-hmm. I think this is from the mayor's I don't even know. Telling me the history of kingdom in New York City. <laughs> okay. So I've got the list. And what's so crazy. This is all the kings. So, yeah, the, it goes back to the 80s. So I guess it didn't happen before that. But starting in the 80s to now, there has only been six kings of New York City. And so Jalen Brunson would be the seventh. <laughs> Are you ready to hear the names? <laughs> yeah, let's This hear is crazy. So Aaron Judge apparently got it. After Eli Manning retired, okay? Okay. So Judge had it from Eli Manning. Okay. Eli Manning had it, and it wasn't even for that long of a period of time. He got it from Derek Jeter. So Jeter had it his whole career, essentially. And when Jeter retired, Eli, at the end of his career, even though he wasn't great, kind of took that kingdom role. Yeah, there was no one to take it from him. Correct. 
<laughs> Henrik Lundqvist should have been considered, but I guess he wasn't. I don't know. I'm just telling you the information. So, Eli Manning, Derek Cheater. Before that, Mark Messier. How about that? There was a hockey player. And then I was noted that Patrick Ewing had it for six months. That Ewing was the king, but it was during that period of time before Messier won the cup and Lawrence Taylor retired. Because Lawrence Taylor had the kingdom before him. So the list is giant Lawrence Taylor, Nick Patrick Ewing, Ranger Mark Messier, Yankee Derek Jeter, giant Eli Manning, Yankee Aaron Judge, and now Nick Jalen Brunson. And what do all of those teams have in common? I root for none of them. (laughs) I've never had a king, apparently. So, yeah, this is really historic when you think about it. We've had so few kings in this town, and Jalen Brunson's performance last night, really his performance all year, has actually got him to pull it away from someone else. When does this become official? It's not happening. Well, that's the thing. Evan's whole list just proved the point. What? Jalen Brunson's not king. He's not he king. has not done enough to exactly. warrant being a king yet. Think about the guys that were on that list. Lawrence yeah. Taylor. Yeah. I mean, he's iconic. Rookie okay. of the year, and obviously championships. He was the man. I understand. He was the he was he was infamous and famous at the same time. I'm not debating LT. He was amazing. Okay. LT. And then Messier, we all know. And then who was after Jeter? Jeter. We know Jeter. And then. And then Eli was two championships. Yeah, but there's no one in this town who's won anything. So, unfortunately, so the king has to be a not winner But that's why Judge has not lost the mantle that's right. yet. You, you just made, by giving us the history, you just made mine and Sean's point. Yep. You thank gotta you. win something. Well, I don't think it made your point at all. Patrick Ewing was a part of that list until someone else won a cup. I, I think the proof of this is that if the Yankees win the World Series this year, yeah, Aaron Judge could bring it back. Mm. I, I wouldn't deny that. If the, if the Jets next year, I'll give you this. If the Jets next year, no, no, dare no. I say, win a Super Bowl, could Aaron Rodgers take that crown? Think, yeah, you yes. just proved the point. Aaron well, will never be king. Anytime there has been a <laughs> passing of the crown of the king, mm-hmm. one of two things in that list has happened. Either somebody has been a champion to take a crown, Correct. like Messier from Ewing, or somebody has retired yes. and passed the crown. Correct. Aaron Judge has not retired to pass the crown, and Jalen Brunson has not won a championship to take the crown. Yeah, I think it's therefore a, disqualifying him from the ability to take the crown. It's a testament to what Jalen has done. That's what it really is. It's a testament to the impact he's made, especially last night when he's crying at Madison Square Garden. And I don't think you could be the king of New York when your team adds another king, Juan Soto, because if the Yankees win a World Series here, Aaron Judge did not win until Juan Soto got here. So maybe Juan Soto should be the king, not Aaron Judge. See, I didn't, I didn't, if they thought Aaron Judge was the king, they wouldn't have brought another one. You can't be a king in like six months. <laughs> right. Like and, and by months. the way. Uh, now, if Juan Soto st- stays, wins a championship, mm-hmm. and then stays, signs a long-term $800 million a year deal. Now we got Game of Thrones. But you know what I mean. No. Then maybe, yes. No. Then no, we'll it becomes a, a battle. We'll, we'll make right? a deal. Then it becomes Jon Snow versus Cersei. <laughs> right? It. Then it becomes amazing. We love making deals on this show. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson could be king if he goes and just makes an NBA Finals without OG and Dude, Anobi I'm and, not the decider on who the king is. I'm just telling you this is what I've heard, how the kingdom works. That's Hello? all I know. Hello. You want from me? Hold on. I got a phone call. Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> okay. It's the mayor's office. <laughs> 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 Let's go to uh, Derek in New Brunswick. What's going on, Derek? Yeah, um, I get what Jalen Brunson's doing is amazing and everything, but you can't call a guy a king when he didn't even get voted into the All-Star game by his people. Yeah. 
That first of all, that's that's unfair because the All Star yeah, game, one of the biggest markets in the country, and he can't even get the fans to vote him in. He has to get in with the coaches and the players. Yeah, but you know why? Because I think Nick fans don't really care about the All Star game. They're not sitting there online well, like a just, bunch of losers saying, "I got to vote a hundred times for Jalen Brunson." Let me defend the Nick fans on right. that. They also haven't been used to it in a long time. Well, and also it's the All Star game in all sports is like an international show. So a lot of the voting, because back in the day, not to age myself, but when I used to go to baseball games, even basketball games, they would hand you a ballot. Like They would literally hand yeah. you a ballot, you would punch it in, and then you could put that ballot in a box, and they would vote for the All-Star game. So usually, if you did really well in attendance, you would do well in the All-Star game. In 2024, it's all on the computer. It's all on Twitter. It's all on social media. And because of that, it is an international and national competition. Yeah, that's right. And I am not suggesting Jalen Brunson is the king of the NBA or the king of the world. I'm talking about this specific city. And I don't think this specific city really cares that greatly about voting for all-star games, even though clearly it meant a lot to Jalen because when he was notified that he was voted to be a reserve, he was emotional about it. Yeah. And it was a big goal for well, him. It's also because it's his first one. And that, that makes a difference. No doubt. The first one you will always remember, no matter how you got there. Let's go to Steve on Long Island. Hey, Steve. Hey, how you doing, fellas? Good, man. What's up? I'm good. There's a lot of things. There's two things I want to say. First, the Knicks fans are really delusional, right? <laughs> yeah. Because last year, yeah. because last year, everybody said we're not scared of anybody but Milwaukee and Boston. Remember that? I do. Yep. Yeah. All right. And then what Miami did for you guys? They beat, beat Milwaukee. Up. Yep. They beat Milwaukee, yep. right? No, they beat Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, so yes, now, yes. Knicks are supposed to go, right? Yep. And then what happened? They laid an egg. This, the, the Knicks, are, y'all need to calm down, okay? Knicks aren't going nowhere. That's what I need to say to the all Knicks the Knicks fans out there. By the way, down. Steve, 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 yeah. I, we're on a very similar page. I think we should schedule this for sometime next week. We should have an hour where it's just a, an emergency board meeting of the coalition of Nick haters, and we could all talk amongst ourselves about how delusional their fans are. But I don't think this is the moment, Steve. So let's pick another day for that. Maybe we'll do it live on the air. Maybe we'll do 20 minutes of just Nick haters and us talking about our fears and worries. But how do you hate them right now? Who? How do you hate or hate on them right now? No, you don't hate on them. You don't want them to win. There's a difference. Oh, got it. I I'm got not it. hating on them. I got it. I'm you, not I mean, I guess saying they're not going to win an NBA title is hating. Loudly root against them. Yeah, look, I, I That's think... That's what the Nick haters is all about. It's not about pointing out that the fact that they're not going to get where they are, well, despite the fact that they're... A half a game out of the second season. Well, Steve, Steve just did. <laughs> Steve just did. That's right. He didn't give a crap about the standings. He's like, they suck. They're not going anywhere. And their fans are delusional. I think sometime next week we'll have an entire hour devoted to the coalition of Nick haters. And you know what'll be great for you guys, Luke, and for you, Tiki? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can watch us. So it'll be like you'll get to observe us in our habitat. Are you in this coalition, Sean? I'm not a hater, but I'm not a fan. <laughs> He's not in the coalition. Yeah. Okay, good. So you're not in the coalition. I I made a I very I made a very early realization <laughs> when joining you guys, which is I saw the backlash I took from the Jed hate, and I realized I can't do that in every sport. <laughs> no, so I'm taking a little backseat. Well, I'm going to tell you something real quick about the coalition of Nick haters. It's not only basketball fans. It's not only people like me who are Net fans. It's a coalition, and that coalition features Net fans who don't like the Knicks, NBA fans who don't like the Knicks, and people that don't like basketball. Uh -huh. And people who are Ranger fans who think that the Knicks take the attention away from the New York Rangers. That's why I've always had a suspicion that we have a sleeper member that no one talks about. Boomer? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we don't talk about it, but mm. we think Boomer has always been like a silent kind of sleeper member because Makes a lot of sense, actually. he loves no, the Rangers and I wrong. respect it, but he secretly hates the fact 
that the Knicks take attention away nope. from the Garden team that's accomplished more? What do you mean, no? I'm going to speak up as somebody who's had a conversation in the past with Boomer about this because I also am a diehard Ranger fan, and yeah. that is that is why we are not extreme Nick haters despite the fact that, well, at least I'm a Nets fan, is because of this. The better the Knicks are, the more Dolan stays out of the way of the Rangers. Interesting. And yeah. therefore, the better they are. It sounds like he's staying out of the way out of everything right now. Oh, he's got his own worries right now. <laughs> oh, There's true. a major lawsuit against true. him at this point. Well, a serious one. Well, yes, that a serious one. But in all seriousness, that does help the Rangers. I got you. I, I don't believe you. I think he's a sleeper member, but whatever. Yeah. Bitch New York Ranger fan. That could be a discussion for a different day. Joey's in Westchester. Hey, Joey. How you doing, Evan Tiki? Great stuff. Uh, remember, Tiki running him back. Great stuff. No um, doubt. I would just like to say the the real king of New York is the longest ten-year New York athlete, Christopher James Kreider. And when he raises that cup in the garden, ain't nobody going to be able to tell him anything. <laughs> and it's unbelievable how Henrik Lundqvist is not on that list of kings I agree. from the mayor. By the way, by the way, like, I agree with real- you because Henrik Lundqvist, even though he didn't win anything. Mm-hmm. Like, the Ranger run, the Lundquist era, was a great era of Rangers hockey. Like, yeah. they were in the playoffs, and not just in the playoffs every year. They were in the second round. Well, they were in the conference finals. Yeah, that's that second plateau that I'm talking about. 100%. He's a Hall of Fame goaltender. And so, look. He's Ewing. I, I'm not agreeing with everything from yeah, this mayor's Ewing, list. Ewing was on the list, or on the, or on the kingship. But so. Ewing was barely there. It was between Lawrence Taylor and Messier. Before mm. Messier won the cup, because prior to that, who, who the hell would be the king? Yeah. Like, there was no one else to take the mantleship unless you wanted to give it to a washed-up Don Mattingly. And who would do that? Calm down. You know what? Donnie did not deserve any slander at all today. We understand he was not a king for several (laughs) reasons. You don't need to give a washed-up Don Mattingly. You're already trying to take it away from Judge. No Donnie baseball slander. Stop teaching Donnie baseball like Sean. Like like bad tiki treats Sean. (laughs) Shrapnel for no damn reason. I'm just describing it. Chris is in Westchester. What's up, Chris? Hey, guys. How's the afternoon going? It was good, man. Pretty good. What's it's on your Friday. mind? Friday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, uh, you know, this discussion about the King of New York, I mean, you know, I think they got you got to keep the postseason, you know, and consider that, you know. And Aaron Judge, I'm a huge Yankee fan, mm-hmm. but to be honest, you know, he's been a zero in the playoffs. I mean, you look at the last couple of years, you know, he got 139 last year, 250 the year before, 133 okay, the prior yeah, Chris, year. Okay, Chris, you're right. The numbers are right, especially in the postseason. But there has to be yeah. a king. So who is it if it's not Aaron Judge? Jalen Brunson. Not uh, forget. I mean, Jaylen at Brunson. this point, I guess you got to say Brunson. I'm listening. Yeah. I, I, I haven't been involved in what basketball. What has Brunson done? He hasn't done it. Fan, and um, I mean, who's to say you can't just say it's Aaron Rodgers? I mean, who oh, knows? Stop. Wow, hold on. Oh, Chris, 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 don't go there. Don't do that to us don't, or yourself. Don't do that to me. <laughs> I mean, he's the court jester, Aaron. Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers had a chance. And he still does have a chance. Like, when he ran on that field on September 11th with the American flag in his hand, it was it was emotional. It was in a weird way similar to the emotion of Brunson from last night. Flag in his hand, conspiracies in his pocket. Sure. <laughs> this is not a moment to take a shot at him. But it's a moment to call out that the opportunity was there. Unfortunately, he just couldn't stay healthy. And to his point, Aaron Judge, to a lot of Yankee fans, has not been that big-time playoff performer. And as much as some NBA analysts don't understand this, here's what I will explain, and they know this, and Nick fans know this. Jalen Brunson was damn good in the playoffs last year, including the second round against Miami. Yep. So when the Knicks came up short in a series that I think a lot of Knicks fans thought they were going to win, Jalen Brunson wasn't the reason. He wasn't even the top five reason. So, yeah, if we're going to get into the weeds on postseasons, Aaron Judge has had good moments, and I don't want to minimize that. He's had a lot of opportunities. But Jalen Brunson, in his short time here, yeah, he was a hell of a postseason player last year. 
So if you're going to use that as a tiebreaker, Tiki, no, I, but that's not what I, you can't look at that. You got to look at the whole body of work. And to me, the whole body of work still puts Aaron Judge, won an MVP, won the Rookie of the Year, and he was a prince before he was a king, atop Jalen Brunson, who's only been here for a year now. Now, I, I, I'm going to take this call because I don't know where this is coming from. We got someone else that wants to argue that the king is Aaron Rodgers. And I'm like, okay, I mean, Nick in the Jersey Shore, go ahead. How is it King Rodgers? How is this possible? I mean, first of of all, Aaron Rodgers is the king of nothing to me, but he's the king of your New York Jets. And all you've done prior to today, Eric, is talk about Aaron Rodgers this and Aaron Rodgers that, what he's going to do next year. I know know you've been realistic about it, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I think my man is really the king in your eyes. And just because nobody's talking about football because your pitiful New York Jets are out of it right now. <laughs> Everybody wants to acknowledge that Brunson, Brunson, and I'm a Knicks fan, die through, die hard. Yeah, good for you. Not a Yankee fan. I'm not a Yankee fan, but I do respect Aaron Judge to the highest level. Yeah. But according to all New York Jets fans, Aaron Rodgers is the new king. Well, and guess who's the new, guess who's the new jester? <laughs> Robert. Robert Solomon. Thank you, Nick. Uh, I'm glad it was comical uh, and not like a real argument. Nicely done, Nick. (laughs) Aaron Rodgers is not our king. Look, to your point, Tiki, you got to do something here. I mean, he is your jet king, but in his little fiefdom. Okay, we have nine teams in this town Mm -hmm. of the major four sports. All right, I don't want to exclude the Liberty or any other team in this town, but of the four major sports in this town, we have nine teams. And yeah, I'm sure amongst ourselves, we all have our individual kings. Yes. And if I had to pick a Jet King, even though Sauce Gardner's my man and Garrett Wilson is becoming one of the top receivers on the planet, and I love Brees Hall, yeah, it all runs through Aaron Rodgers, but the guys played four snaps. <laughs> four snaps. Met fans would fight amongst themselves. Who's our king? Is it Pete Alonzo? Is it Francisco Lindor? Even though the real answer is Kodai Senga. Mm. He's our king. No. Oh, wait, where's Aaron been? Where's Aaron who? Aaron Rodgers been. What do you mean was he been? Yeah, we haven't I, heard from him. I don't know. I mean, I was told he loves it here so much. He loves going to all the shows, all this stuff. The best Knicks run in 30 years. I'm I out. I, yeah, I'm out. Oh, why? Because the attention's on Brunson and not him? He's in Cali right now. Wow. What a fraud <laughs> New Yorker that we all yeah. thought embraced the city. Uh-huh. What you're, do you got to say about oh, that? You're, you're going for this crap? I mean, I'm just interested in it. You're going for this crap? He wanted to be a New Yorker. If Aaron Rodgers was courtside last night for the Nick Pacer game, and was shown on the screen and shown on TV, you would come on the radio. Would he get cheered or booed? Mixed. Hmm. It'd be mixed. No, I would have said, wow, he really does stick around. Yeah. No, I, you, wait, no, you no, wouldn't. No, no. You'd say four snaps, no. and he's showing up at Nick Games. He's a whore for attention. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no. It, even if he had never played for the, the Jets, never put on a Jet green uniform, yeah. hadn't been a part of all that we saw over the last 10 months, and he showed up at Madison Square Garden, it'd be worth putting him on the, the Jumbotron. Because yeah. he's Aaron freaking Rodgers. I he, also, I don't forget, maybe Evan forgets, when Aaron Rodgers first got acquired and the Knicks were in the playoffs, the Rangers were in the playoffs, we saluted Aaron. Look at how much he's embracing the Colts. Look, he doesn't want to retire. He wants to be here. Season's been over. That Achilles got healed. He had no problem playing golf. Knicks are on a you great know, run. You know, hold on, hold on. He can't show his face at the guard our, our last caller was getting on me that Aaron Rodgers is my king. We talk about him all the time, blah, 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 blah. It has been a period of time where we haven't talked that much about Aaron Rodgers. Really haven't. Even during that story about the athletic mm-hmm. with the Jet organization, a lot of it was about Robert Sala. 
Do you have like a bingo card at home that says, <laughs> I need to find a way to rip Aaron Rodgers? I did I, it last I, week I with a hole in one that I think was fake. I and just... he was trying to take attention away from Jordan Love. So I got a new one. I got I got a brand new one. I'm gonna rip him for not showing his face <laughs> at Ranger and Nick Games. When if he did show pretty, his that face, is pretty novel. you'd be the first guy to no, rip him. I am an IRO, an independent Rodgers. <laughs> no, I am. And I'm just pointing out Don't. that the thing we celebrated him the most for when he got here, he is suddenly nowhere to be found at a time where you should be found. Support your local New York teams Gimmick. right now. The problem is he's 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 actually not a Knicks fan. Right. Of course. He's, okay. He's oh. a Fugazi Knicks fan. Oh, it's right. He's a fraud. Thank <laughs> you, <laughs> And also gimmick infringement, all right? You don't get to use my independent <laughs> Rogers observer. <laughs> no, you don't get that. Travis in the Bronx. How are you, Travis? What's up? Uh, question. So, talking about Brunson, yes or no for four players, has Brunson already surpassed Anthony Mason? As what? As a as a better Nick? In terms of being a beloved Nick. Nah, after a year and a half. Don't, don't do that. Come yeah. on, I got four players. Has he, pa- has he surpassed him? I mean, he's the best player on this team, Anthony Mason. As a, as much as we loved him as New Yorkers, he was never the best player on the Knicks. It's just a very different comparison. What are you trying well, to say? I grew up Mace, Mace. All right. No, I understand that, but he also wasn't the best player on said team. Right. Like, that was he represented Ewing's yeah, Knicks. He represented I mean? the grit of New York. So, what, are you, what are you trying Oakley. to say? It's Oakley. What are, you try, what are you trying to say? Because Oakley's completely endeared he was okay. to Knicks fans. Yeah, Knicks fans love them. Okay, what's your point? Okay. Mello. What is the question? Is he more loved than Carmelo Anthony? Has, he, has, has Brunson already surpassed Carmelo Anthony in terms of his placement? In this franchise, no, no, he hasn't gotten there yet. I think, I mean, he's got. We'll see if he wins. We'll see how much further he goes. But no, he's not plus mellow yet. Is that what you're trying to find? And my last one is if if the Knicks somehow figure out a way to win a championship over the next two years, yes, does he go down as and and he plays (laughs) the way he's played? Does he go down as the greatest Nick ever? Oh Oh my God! What the hell is happening? He's gonna have to stay for another. Eight years. I'm just saying he's the king of the city right now. Yes. A um, couple of things. I want to answer that as seriously as I can. If the New York Knicks win an NBA title, they will build a freaking statue for the man. There are certain teams in this town. The Knicks are one of them. The Jets are certainly one of them. Mm-hmm. It's like Aaron Rodgers. Like, it, it will bring it all together. If the Jets won the Super Bowl next year. And, and Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. Dude, it's, it's not about comparing the amount of years or stats mm-hmm. or anything like that. He's your king. I will give you an observation about Jalen Brunson. Because I don't like doing this. I don't like, is he better than Melo? Is he better than Ewing? I don't want to do that. But what I will say about Jalen Brunson for now, Tiki, for now, no one has turned on him yet. Yeah. No one has criticized him yet. A part of being in this city is you face a lot of heat. And one thing I really respect about Patrick Ewing is that he went through some horrible crap from you people. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm being honest. Like, there was a day at Madison. And by you people, you mean you Nick fans. Yeah, that's what I'm talking to. Nick no, fans. Not New Yorkers in general. Nick no, fans. I'm a New Yorker. I didn't do it. Right. Patrick Ewing is a young player in this league. And look it up if you don't believe me. There's a lesson for the kids out there. Because sometimes we talk about things and we glorify it. And we glorify the way Nick fans used to treat Patrick Ewing. They treated him like crap, if we're going to be honest with it. And we're going to talk about this. Uh, there was a game at Madison Square Garden where the Knicks were getting blown out. And it was Patrick Ewing uh, poster, poster day. day. Yeah. And the fans collectively ripped up his jersey and threw it on the court. And Ewing was asked about it after the game. He was emotional. 
Different kind of emotion than Jalen Brunson. Mm-hmm. Like, he's basically crying. Like, he was upset, and he, as he should be. Ewing, of course, has come through that, was overall a great Nick. I know they didn't win anything. I know there were some moments that maybe make you kind of uneasy with the way things ended. But Patrick Ewing dealt with a lot of crap in this town and is widely viewed as one of the great Knicks of all time, as he should be. Jalen Brunson has been here for a year and a half. I don't know if he's going to face those kinds of downs. It's a different world. Mm -hmm. But Jalen Brunson so far has not faced any downs in terms of fans turning on him. Carmelo did. Carmelo still does. Yeah. Listen to the way some Knicks fans talk about him. I think we've gotten past that with Patrick. I think that time has gone by. The Knicks also were so bad for so long that I think his time has been more lionized. But Brunson hasn't dealt with the things that both Melo and Patrick had to deal with. No, you're right. And I think eventually it'll change for Melo, too. Over history. History will judge him well. No. Unfortunately, here's why I think you're wrong. And I I, I like Melo. I say this with peace I think it's already changing. To a degree, but not fully. And I'll tell you why. Go ahead. Let me give you my reason. I think sometimes people are judged by what happens next. So I want to give you a football example Mm -hmm. to kind of further my point. I always thought Donovan McNabb was not treated really well by the city of Philadelphia. No, he wasn't. And when he was gone, I always said, boy, they'll appreciate him when he's gone. And they don't because they won. They don't because they won. They don't because they found a guy in Jalen Hurts that, you know, most Eagle fans for now really like. And so Donovan McNabb has not been vindicated by that city. Do you agree with that? Yeah, probably because it happened relatively soon after he retired. If this team legitimately wins an NBA title, you could hear it around here. Yeah. Carmelo Anthony will be even more disrespected disrespected. because Brunson so surpassed him in accomplishments. Disrespect is too heavy. I think maybe, maybe marginalized is the better way to think about it. But I don't think he's going to be hated. I don't think he's going to be disrespected. Hated's not the word, but disrespected and marginalized. Marginalized is a fine word. Do you agree with me, by the way? I agree. I'm not one of these Knicks fans, but there is a portion of Knicks fans that love to... Anytime the Knicks are playing well or whatever, they love to prop up the 90s and take a shot at Melo. So they'll use Jalen to say, wow, this is just like the 90s, and he's better than Carmelo Anthony. None of those things have anything to do with each other. Yeah. But, yeah, Melo gets a lot of hate for whatever reason, whether it be Jeremy Linz because he went to Syracuse, whatever the case may be. He didn't pass the ball enough. Who cares? <laughs> but Melo gets a lot of unnecessary I, shots. one of the great players in the history I, of the league. I also, and this goes back to a point I made earlier about Jalen Brunson. It's so odd because we're talking about a free agent. We were talking about how he got here mm-hmm. and why that matters, and it really, really does matter. Jalen Brunson chose to come here. He chose to leave the Dallas Mavericks and come to the New York Knicks. He wanted to be here. Carmelo Anthony wanted to be here, but he forced a trade here that caused the Knicks to have to give up a lot of assets. So mm-hmm. even upon his arrival, there were Knicks fans saying, come on, man, why don't you just wait for free agency? Why did you force us to do this, right? Patrick Ewing, again, it, not his fault. By the way, does he have an answer for that? I, well, the real answer is he wanted to get paid before the CBA got ripped up because of a lockout. Got That's it. the real answer. So it was a money thing. It was a money thing. Yeah. Yeah, Which oh, 100%. Makes sense. And by the way, can, can I hate him for that? No. It's a money thing. Patrick came here as hyped. You watched him at Georgetown. You watched him battle with St. John's. Mm-hmm. He came here as one of the biggest prospects ever. It was to- illegal. The envelope was frozen. Right, right. Under the guise <laughs> of it was fixed for you. And I think Patrick battled. And you could ask some of the older Nick fans about this. Beningo would say it. He battled the demons of never living up to what you thought he would be. Mm. So Ewing came here with hype that was unfair. Yeah. Mello came here by forcing a trade, so he came here with assets being given up that you didn't want to give up, and Jalen Brunson came here by just gently walking across the street. And the other thing that Jalen has going for him that Mello didn't, that Patrick didn't, Julius Randle. 
Because yeah. Julius gets the heat, Julius gets the ire, Julius is the lightning yeah, rod. Yeah, but also, so but all the fans Brunson, get mad at Julius true, and but, not Jalen. But Jalen has never hasn't done anything that was is necessitated. But my point is, is that if the Knicks lose in the playoffs, people will point to Julius. Julius is a new Carmelo Anthony. Let's just pick on Julius. Let's just blame Julius, and Jalen will get a pass mm-hmm. if he's worthy of getting ripped. He'll get a pass. Let's go to Bucky and Shelton. What's going on, Bucky? Hey guys, how's it going? Well, good man. man. What's up? Uh, Tiki, I want to say big fan. You were my first jersey I ever got. I love so that, dude. Appreciate you. That. Appreciate you. Uh, and you missed it the other day. I had uh, Evan go on a rant, which was pretty fun. <laughs> I don't but, remember. Uh, what, but, what did I even do? I don't remember. No, that remember I said you only had uh, you had three of the top ten players in the league. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was you. That's right. You sparked me to basically call my team losers and myself a loser. Thank you for that, Bucky. No, but, that was a lot of fun. That's, I'm clever. I'm no, but, back uh, and listen to that I, one, Bucky. That's <laughs> funny. I had a beef with Sean, though. I got, uh, I got let go, and he was like, I'm glad we lost him. So I was like, what did I do to Sean? <laughs> That's funny. Um, but the, my point is, I don't think there is a king in New York oh. right now. I think Eli Manning is still the king of New York. Oh, no, you can't. Eli's been retired for no, no. My only reasoning is go ahead. Is you have to become a king when you go down the canyon of heroes, and no one's done that since Eli Manning. I get you. Like right now, when you look around this town and you look at the Giants and you look at the Jets and you look at the Yankees and you look at the Mets and you look at all the teams around here, we don't have that champion. Not yet. We don't have that guy. But unfortunately, that's not the way it works. Well, hold on now. <laughs> what? Did didn't, England didn't... replace the queen when she died? Ye- yes. No, I think there's still prince and princesses, no? No, it's King Charles. Does he have a queen? Yes. Well, consort to the king, Camilla. Is Camilla a queen? No, she was his mistress. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bottom line is this. The queen died. Long live the queen. We didn't have another queen. Well, that's because Charles and Diana got divorced. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you not know British history? <laughs> no, we clearly no, doesn't. Know Princess Diana was. Okay, but she would have been the queen. But okay. because they got divorced and he married Camilla. She's not eligible to she's be queen. Not, she's not eligible okay. to be queen. Okay, so then if you didn't win a title, maybe you're not eligible to be the king when the last king retires. <laughs> okay, but that's not how it works, pal. I'm right. just showing you it works like that in England. I under- well, this is in England. <laughs> this is in England. We we defeated them hundreds of years ago and got our own damn freedom. And yet you want kings and queens back. Here. I'm just saying. <laughs> Speaking of kings, you're not getting another king. That LeBron James thing got blown up real quick. We'll discuss it plus more of your calls at 877-337-6666. Real quick, I'll give you the origination of this LeBron James thing. So a couple days ago, I was at the Nets game with my wife. And she went to the restroom, and I had like 15 minutes to just kill time. So I was like, man, the Lakers should trade LeBron James. What are we doing? (laughs) They're not any good. He's a free agent at the end of the year. He's getting older. They're not going anywhere. So I was playing on the trade machine uh, various trades. And I realized, you know, with the trade kicker that he has and the amount of money he makes, it's just not not realistic. Like, it's not a real thing, but kind of makes sense if the Lakers would consider it. So I mentioned that to you the other day. We had like a five-minute discussion. LeBron, would you go after him? All that crap. And then there's this reporter from L.A., Dave Pingalatori. Mm-hmm. Pingalatori, I forget his name. I apologize, Mr. Dave. Who says, hey, I got sources. Lakers are considering trading LeBron James. And I'm like, what <laughs> the <laughs> hell? Yeah, it just doesn't work. Like, is this, is this a real thing? Because I actually thought Sean made a really good point about it, that LeBron probably doesn't want to be traded. You know, he's got his son who obviously had that health scare, who's playing at USC. He probably doesn't want to move. He doesn't want to leave. So Pingalatori puts this out there. 
And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, LeBron, 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 could it happen? And then Rich Paul comes out, who reps LeBron and says, not happening. Mm. So it has been put to bed. LeBron James <laughs> is not being traded. LeBron James, what's up? <laughs> He's not being traded. It's not happening. And I don't think that's a game between Rich Paul and the Lakers. I think the Lakers are going to try to win. I think they're going to spend the deadline coming up till next Thursday trying to trade for DeJounte Murray and make a deal that improves their chances because I think the Lakers realize, like last year, like Miami learned, that a play-in tournament berth is not a death sentence. Get in there, win a game or two if you need it, get to the real playoffs, and when you have one of the GOATs of all time, yeah. you got a shot. So they're not doing it, but it's funny how my joke, not that it related <laughs> to this rumor at all, Dave Pinglator to all of the, like, ooze turned into Rich Paul actually having to come out and say he's not being traded. Yeah, no, there's no way you could do it because the monies are, are too hard to match up unless you trade because I just did it. Evan Fournier and Julius Randle. Yeah, no, Randle would have to be in the deal. <laughs> right. In all seriousness. Randle and Fournier and then some other, one of the lower contracts. Yes. And that could get it done. That could get it done. But it's not happening. So you could put that one out the at the window. That's gone. It's not happening. But, yeah, it elevated over the last couple of days. Let's go to Mike in Massapequa. What's going on, Mike? Hey, boys, happy Friday. Evan, you have your rule that the Knicks can't win a championship because they don't have a top-five player, right? That is correct, yes. Can the Boston Celtics win a championship? Yeah, but they have a guy who's closer to the top-five than you. His name is Jason Tatum. Yeah, so Brunson averages more points, more assists, has a better field goal percentage, and a better percentage than Jason Tatum. Okay, do you want to play that game Uh, with Tatum? Well, hold on, hold on. Do you want to play that game with Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson? Because if you compare their numbers, and obviously Tyrese is on a minutes restriction. We saw that last night. There's a lot of numbers where Tyrese beats Jalen Brunson. Do you think he's better than Jalen Brunson? That's fair, but how far away from Tatum is Brunson? I mean, look, it's a good question. Like, if I made my list of right now in the moment, who are the top 15 players in the NBA without doing it on air? I'd say Tatum's probably seven, I think, would be my answer. And Brunson's probably 12 or 13. So how close is he? He's not Jason Tatum. I mean, if that's your question, like, who's the better player? Jason Tatum is. Like, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. But is Jason Tatum top seven? I would, if I did the list right now, I'm not going to bore you with it. I'll do it during a commercial break. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> I, think, I think he's probably seven. I think that's where he is. Look, the Celtics are a better team. They're a deeper team. And they've got the better star. And that's going to be an advantage they have if the Knicks and Celtics do somewhere down the line meet up in, let's say, an Eastern Conference Finals. Keaton is in Spring Lake. What's up, Keaton? Hey, guys, so the king of New York, hypothetically, if Rodgers won the Super Bowl, Judge won the World Series, and Brunson won the NBA Finals, who are you giving the edge to to uh, be on the top of that list? Very hmm. easy. What's your answer, T? Because I have a very easy answer. It would be it would be Rodgers. No, it wouldn't. Wow, I'm surprised. It's football, dude. I... <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm why? Well, hold on. Good question, Keaton. <laughs> You got me and Tiki arguing with each other now. The reason why the answer is so easily Jalen Brunson, like it's not even close. Go ahead. Is because, yes, football is more popular than basketball. Yes. I'll give you that. But let's say football has, I don't know how to use the numbers, 10 million fans in this. How many people live in New York City, by the way? Do you know the answer on that? Uh, For the New York area. I want to say, what are we looking I, I would, at now? Let's say 15. 15 million. Yeah. It's probably more than that, but 
It doesn't. It doesn't yeah. matter for Let's the. Say 15. It does not matter for the argument and the point I'm going to make. By the way, I just want to make that clear. Like that number doesn't matter. So if we have, let's just say 20 million. Okay. 20 million New Yorkers. Tri-state area. And all of them are football fans. Okay. Because it's football and it's king. And let's say in basketball, 12 million are basketball fans. Okay? Okay. Of the 20 million that are football fans, how many are Jets fans? How many? Uh, It's less than half. It is. By a lot. You think? I don't know. The Giants have more fans. There's a lot of Jet fans. uh, uh, Of course. There's a lot of Jet fans. Right. There are more Knicks fans possibly, though, because the Knicks own this town in basketball, Mm. and that's me saying it. Like, we don't have a lot of net fans, so the split amongst basketball fans, there is no split. The split amongst football fans is a serious split because you've got Cowboy fans, you've got Giant fans, you've got Steeler fans. You got people that just love football and don't have a favorite team. So that number, like I'm not arguing about mm-hmm. football versus basketball. It's a right. stupid argument. I'm arguing about Nick fans versus Jet fans. There may be more. Uh, maybe. I got maybe. it. I got maybe. 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 And the age of Jalen Brunson. That would be the other thing. Because Aaron Rodgers is like you one and done. If and gone. The, and you're not you're not he's not he's king for a minute. Correct. And then he's not king for I, Years. Bingo. I think if Aaron Rodgers, and I'd sign for it, if Aaron Rodgers won the Super Bowl next year with the Jets, there's a very good chance he's like, I'm out. I'm good. If Jalen Brunson wins an NBA title, and by the way, none of this is going to (laughs) happen. We're losers, okay? (laughs) Come on. The Jets, the Knicks, like, "Eh, we're not winning anything. But if somehow that happened in the same year... I will say, if it ever happens, it would happen in the same year. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so, just to confound everybody. Yeah, because that's just the way it works. Like, of course, uh, Jalen would continue the story, while Aaron Rodgers would say, my story's over, mm-hmm. and I'm out. And, and the, the thing with Aaron Judge is the Yankees have won so much. So that championship wouldn't feel necessarily as special right. as a championship won by the Jets or won by the Knicks. I think but, it could, would, but it would keep Aaron Judge... Atop the kingdom. No, wouldn't Jalen Brunson would be king? Jalen Brunson's about to be king. There's no way. By the way, we've made a call to the mayor's office just to see if we can get an official comment on this whole thing. We'll hear what he has. Have you heard from him, by the way? Uh, So, so far, the one number that Loogie had has been disconnected. What? The mayor's office number is disconnected. No, no, no. no, no, no. He had a direct line to somebody. Oh. That is now gone to green in his text. I went to call. Disconnected. I could not get on uh, a direct line, so I have just finished filling out a media inquiry. To the mayor's office. Oh, my God. This is the part where you belittle him and yell at him. What the, the hell is that? Is it, get a phone number. Just call the mayor's somebody office. somebody who knows the mayor. Oh, that'll, you know, that'll help you. Great. Yeah, Sean Morash knows somebody who knows the mayor. <laughs> Hold, you know, I forgot it, guys. Hold on. Let me just dial 1-800-ERIC-ADAMS. Did you call <laughs> it? Did they answer? Did you call yet? Did I, you, you answer? Know, we're going extra lengths here no, to, to just, take every angle. just want to see if the mayor has a comment on this story that potentially the king of New York City sports-wise is being flipped between Aaron Judge and Jalen Brunson. All right? We just want to just know, so you know if Yankee, he has a comment on it. Yankee fans have votes, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I, 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 don't you know you're threatening our mayor? I mean, I, I'm not threatening the mayor. I don't think the mayor and the coalition of whoever's making this right. decision is doing it for votes. I think they're doing it because it's the right thing to do. So our mayor, do we know what fandom he is? Eric Adams? Yes. Yeah, he's not a fan of Kyrie Irving. Okay. Anything so, else? So is he a is he a <laughs> Knicks fan? Uh, my understanding is that he's a Mets fan. Oh, God. Do you think that's bad. what's hurting the Aaron Judge stuff? N- yes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so now you're calling our mayor bias. No, I'm not. But I'm just saying he's thinking because 
like you, he wants Aaron Judge oh my to fall off the what, pedestal. Why is he this? Wants, a- he wants him to be, you want to be replaced by someone else, anybody else, other than your biggest nemesis. That is such BS. It's not. I mean, we're not if out he's to- a Met fan like you, then I can't trust what he has to say. Oh, also, not- you don't even trust the mayor. Wow. Tough one for the mayor to answer, because who has more power technically, the king of New York or the mayor of New York? Mm-hmm. Ah, the king of New York City. The mayor's powerless. Come on. Mm-hmm. So Jalen Brunson or Aaron Judge could so do whatever. Eric Adams going to pick his boss. If he pulls... Judge off of the kingship, then he has less power because he's no longer the king. By the way, you want to know the proof that the king has more power than the mayor? For months and months and months, people were losing their jobs because of a vaccine mandate. And when did it change? When the king, Aaron Judge, spoke up about it. When? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. When Major League Bay, oh, oh, wait a second. The Yankees and Mets may not have their players be able to play? Uh Uh-oh, and then maybe, because I don't know for certain, but maybe the king said, "Ah, ah, 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 we're not going to have these vaccine mandates, and all of a sudden it went away. So clearly Kyrie Irving wasn't king, (laughs) but somebody was. So that's what we'll ask Eric Adams. If Jalen Brunson was unvaccinated, would you have waited? (laughs) You're funny. Jim is in Long Beach. How are you, Jim? Hey, guys. Just on the uh, King of New York thing, just quick, three quick points and I'll hang up. One was, to your point, Evan, um, half of New York doesn't even like Judge or close to it with, with the Yankees-Mets fan split. Uh, and the Knicks are sort of the one unifying force we have. And then at the next point, Brian, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Brunson uh, sort of resurrected a sleeping giant. You know, Judge never had the opportunity to do that, but mm-hmm. Brunson's done it. Um, while it, and, he, and he's handled the media, you know, better than anybody since Jeter probably because he's got that authenticity. Right. Uh, and then lastly, and this is the most controversial one because you guys are, you know, maybe in a little bit of a WFAN bubble, uh, but no one cares about baseball anymore, especially younger people. It's sort of, <laughs> it's sort of, it's sort of a nerd-only I mean, type of thing at this point. Um, I mean, you're not, and, you're not you know, not to say I, I'm a Yankee fan. <laughs> I am a nerd. I'm calling the WFAN, so I'm not, I'm not, like, not guilty of this. But if you want to talk to anyone black, white, uh, American foreign, like they love hoops, and uh, like Ameri- New York loves Brunson right now. Uh, he's the king. Well, uh, for, well, let me address the last thing that you said. I think baseball's popularity has taken a major, major hit, mm-hmm. but I think where baseball still has a slight edge on basketball in this town, slight edge, I didn't say huge edge, is I think ultimately Yankee TV ratings are still bigger than, let's say, Knicks TV ratings. Yeah, I think on a nightly basis, and I don't have the exact numbers on this, but I think the Knicks get about 150,000 people a night to watch their games, which is, I'm not saying it's a bad number, but that's the number. It's just not a big number. I think the Yankees get about 400,000. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. If you want to have a broader discussion about the popularity of those two sports, look, they both pale in comparison to the NFL, like right. we were just well, talking about. growth. I think if you look at the route, the rote numbers, but you also then look at the growth, baseball's going the wrong way. Yeah, and you know, it's funny he says the WFAM bubble. I've been a WFAN full-time since 2007, right? So I've gone through many, many seasons in this town. And I'm a baseball guy. It's my Mm -hmm. favorite sport. But we talk less baseball in 2024 than we did in 2012. And I've noticed it. And it wasn't like a conscious effort. It wasn't sitting in a boardroom analyzing things. Why do you think that is? Because I have sensed... I think Beningo sensed it, certainly Craig after that, and certainly you, because yeah. we're working together now, have sensed that most days when we come to work, the story people want to talk about is more times football than it is baseball, and lately more times basketball than baseball. So 
it's not because of me and you. I don't want this to be, well, it's because Tiki's a football player. That's yeah. crap. It's me and Craig, too. Mm-hmm. And it was me and Joe at the end, too, where we talk baseball. I love baseball. It's still a big deal. But I don't even think our radio station is in that bubble necessarily of a decade ago where it's baseball, baseball, baseball. I think it's changed. And as a host who's been here for a while, I have sensed that change. Yeah. No, I think you're right about it. And the, you see the commercials even, right? And interestingly, I'm watching this commercial that's Gronk, and it's Carl Weathers and Gronk. Carl oh, Weathers. Oh, and this geez. commercial is right here. It's a FanDuel commercial. He just passed away. Yeah, he j- literally just passed away. And mm. I rem- I couldn't remember. I said I knew I saw him somewhere else other than The Mandalorian. It was these commercials. Wow. And so, uh, rest in peace, Carl Weathers. But I think that's the other side of it. The commercialization of baseball isn't easy. It's, it doesn't naturally make sense on TV. Like, you don't see baseball players doing commercials. You see football players every day. Yeah. Even in the offseason. Even after they're retired, you see football players on TV. Baseball just hasn't grasped that side of it yet. I also think, in this town specifically, basketball's been hurt the last few years. So I make the observation that I've seen baseball's popularity take Mm -hmm. a little bit of a hit. We just naturally talk less of it, though we still talk a lot of it. What I've seen from basketball, and this pains me because I love the NBA. I mean, I'm a season ticket holder for two freaking teams in this town. I watch every game. Is that I think, A, basketball's popularity took a hit because the Knicks were so bad. Like, I mean that. I've heard so many people say, I don't watch the NBA anymore because, Mm -hmm. well, the Knicks suck. So hopefully that changes because the Knicks are better, and they have now proven to be consistently better if they make the playoffs for the third time in four years. And I've also just heard, well, I don't like the game as much anymore. Basketball. Basketball. a lot of chucking. Which I think is absolute crap. Mm. And I'll give you a, a statement that I've always believed that some may take issue with, but I'll say it anyway. In fact, guess who agrees with me? Adam Silver agrees with me. And I've always thought this, and I haven't said it a lot, but I'll say it right now since we're talking about popularity in sports. I think the 90s NBA sucked. (laughs) I grew up with it. I thought it was terrible because I thought it was boring. I thought it was the defense outpaced the offense in too much of a way. Mm Kind of like how right now the offense is outpacing the defense in too much of a way to a lot of people. But I think this at least is pretty. It's aesthetically pretty. It's a beautiful sport. The 90s NBA was ugly. Mm. And I think that when you hear people talk about the 90s NBA being better, they have two biases. You ready? Bias number one is the Knicks were good. Totally respect that. And bias number two is it was your childhood. So sometimes we have a bias towards what we saw as a kid. Well, I was a kid too. I thought it sucked. I thought the games, even in the early 2000s as well, I thought they were ugly. Yeah, I thought they were bad. 80, races to 80. Yeah. <laughs> 85. I, and guess who agrees with me? Adam Silver. You want to hear him? Who? Adam Silver talking with Kevin Garnett. Mm-hmm. This was this week. Basically saying what I just said. There was a point, I believe, you know, probably in around the late 90s when the game became too physical. Mm. And I think we lost some of from the... From viewers, you mean? Yeah, and I think for our fans, from the aesthetic enjoyment of the game, where it de-emphasized the particular skill a player had mm. and maybe weighted too heavily um, physicality, where mm. a big, strong player could come in and prevent a incredibly skilled player from doing those kinds of things. Mm. He's right, and this is one thing we need to comment on. You may have heard Kevin Garnett like moaning as if he was having mm. relations. That's you know what that sounds like. What's that? A man who is so pissed off that Adam Silver is saying that. Why? Because he was a physical player. <laughs> I know, but he was also he also played a different kind of game. He did. I think, he was what, also I think what Adam that, yes. Silver was talking about was what's your skill set? I can dunk and I can foul. 
right? <laughs> and that's it. In fact, I, I sucked at basketball. But the only thing I could do right. was foul. <laughs> that's the only thing I could do. Because I was a football player trying to play a game that I didn't have the skill to do. Right. But but Adam is saying, what Silver is saying, is that they were, it felt like it in the 80s that those were the type of players that you would, you would big, massive, should have been a tight end playing basketball. Yes. And they dominated the paint. This is not popular with people over the age of 45, and that's cool. I don't care. I'm 40, and I'm being talking from the heart as a guy that loves the NBA. The NBA is a lot better today than it was in 1997. I'm, I'm just, I'm sorry. Well, the skill is better. The skill is ten times it. better, and the rules allow mm-hmm. for that skill to be elevated. Like sometimes we talk about the 90s, like, oh yeah, you couldn't go to the hoop like that, <laughs> grr. Okay, was that really entertaining though? <laughs> Was it really better than the beauty of this sport today? Now, I admit, are there too many 50-point games? There's too much offense in this league? Yeah, I think, like, last night, i give you a great example. We're all going nuts about Jalen Brunson. You know what happened uh, in the Philly-Utah game, anybody? No. So, Joel Embiid was out. Mm -hmm. The Sixers beat the Jazz, and Tyrese Maxey scored 51. (laughs) Right? But your reaction says it all. Like, oh. Okay. Okay. He didn't score 70. <laughs> right. Seriously. I, I know. Because that happened last last week. Yes. There was a 70-point game, a 63-point game. Yes. 73. Right? So there was, was a yeah, bunch okay. of, like, stupid scoring. In fact, there was articles written in The Athletic, like, dude, the scoring's gotten out of hand. And it is out of hand. <laughs> so two things can be true. Like, yeah, I think it's probably gone too far that way, and maybe we can kind of bring it back a little bit, but... This basketball is a hell of a lot better than 1997. I'm sorry, old people. I apologize. You guys are wrong. I don't even think it's old people, Lev. We grew up in the 90s. It gets romanticized, I think, when you hear round ball rock or something like that. It makes you harken back to a time period that you... Who doesn't hear this theme and get, it's the Pacers and the Jazz or whatever. So how do you not get excited over that? But the skill level superior these days. I do think, though, it is an age thing, because even though we grew up in it, we're on the lower end of that age. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we're on that kind of lower end of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, now, you I'm, guys are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> so I do think that this kind of discussion, and by the way, let's not take 100 calls from 70-year-olds no. saying that I'm no. an idiot. <laughs> but I already know, you know that. The late, great Anthony Mason versus Dale Davis in a fist fight. I'm here for it, if I could see that again. But still, it's a better. different error. I think this is better. It's you like wrestling. Want, Wrestling's better now. It. I don't, I don't, it's weird because it never felt like it fit basketball. It, whereas hockey, you see guys just fighting. It's like, ah, oh, it's awesome. Right. It's hockey. It's what they're supposed to do. Basketball, I never it, – it didn't, I didn't love it. Football, maybe. A step back Basketball, three. Basketball, I didn't love it. A step back three is prettier. Yeah. <laughs> we can. Like, yeah. I think it's awesome. Not when it misses, it ain't prettier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. bruised. By the way, you missed the, the biggest part. You bring up the, the Philly Jazz game. You don't bring up the biggest part of the game last night. What was that? Zach Wilson sitting in the arena. Is that true? Zach Wilson I didn't know this. gets a standing ovation. Are you serious? Signs a football and zings it across the entire arena, full spiral, hits a fan in the hands with a signed football. Wow, I, I had no idea. He caught it? And the fan caught it. Get the hell out of here. So Zach was given a hero's welcome in Salt Lake City? Hero's welcome. I get that. And through like the Shut nicest the front door. <laughs> it's up there. It's up there. <laughs> I got to see this. Yeah. So it's on Sonny Carton's fake account, the ML football account. He right. tweeted it out there. It's like a dime. He throws a dime yeah. across the arena. Yep. Like across the court. Across the court. Bang. And it's signed wow. and everything. Crowd goes what? nuts. Wow. You're was right. It, was it like a big, tall guy that just snatched it? Or, or, were, like people, or were people trying to like. You can't see. Intercept. I can't imagine thing. that he threw that and, and, and like <laughs> 18 people were, oh, it's mine. I'm, I'm looking it. at it now. He threw it to a hot MILF. 
Did it really? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Could be auditioning for arena football. Oh, stop. <laughs> oh, no, nice. Stop hating. I'm, I'm curious when we stop thinking about Zach Wilson. Like, do we have to wait till he gets traded away and then we never think of him no, again? I've kind of already. Oh, you have? Until yeah. Sean just brought it up? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's the one that But I'm of... impressed by that. Now i got to find it. Where do I find that, Sean? Uh, at underscore ML football. Oh, by the yeah, way, that is that. not that. Sonny Carton's Twitter account. I spoke to Sonny last week about it. I asked him. We could all and believe he said, believe. Oh, so you're saying Sonny's lying to me? No. He, what did he say Well, that's exactly what you're saying. You're saying Sonny's lying. No, that's what, what, what did Sonny say to you? He said, no, that's not me, but I know the guy. Huh. Well, what does that, that, sounds, mean? that, that mean? sounds That sounds a lot like... Um, you know, a woman's pregnant, and she posts on Facebook, I'm asking for a friend, but does anybody have a good birthing class recommendation? Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, wait, this is Twitter, right? Yeah. Or X. He doesn't have Instagram. Oh, <sighs> All right, can you just show him the video so we can move on? Let's go to... Uh, you can go ahead. I'll go Ken- my rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny's in North Bergen. What's up, Kenny? Hello, Kenny. Oh, that's some weird, like, backlash. I apologize. Let's go to Matt in Clifton, New Jersey. What's up, Matt? He turned his phone on and set it next to the radio. Yes. What's What's up, up, man? Evan, the the King debate is so see-through from you. It's so transparent that all it is is a way for you to facilitate your hate for the Knicks and the Yankees. So easy. (laughs) It's not. I'm giving my flowers to Jalen Brunson, who's deserved it with the way he's played. And I thought the moment that we all witnessed last night at the Garden. It's not about hate. Yeah, well, there was a time at WFAN where there was a king there, a pope there, who Uh... stuck you back in a locker (laughs) when you came up with these ridiculous (laughs) ideas. And I got one question He would never do such a thing. He would just say, you know what he would say to me? Uh, You're an idiot, okay? Get the hell out of here with that crap. That's what he would say to me. (laughs) I got one question, Evan. Can Go you on. think of who? Can you think of who was like an inch away from being king in New York? I see what you're trying. Your- I see what you're trying to do, and here's why I won't fall for it. It was never possible for a Brooklyn Net to be king. Never possible. It was never possible. We aren't big enough. We aren't popular enough. Like even if Kevin Durant's foot was just a little bit shorter. And the Nets won that game against Milwaukee. And they beat Atlanta in the next round. And they won it all. You think that's where he was going? He wasn't going to be king. I don't know that's where he was going. Oh, who do you think he's talking Because he went and I screened him. He said it's going to get under Evan's skin and probably yours too, Lugie. I thought he was talking about Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey? Yeah. Matt Harvey at one point was like basically the biggest star in New York, and he was this close to taking it over. It just became a what if. Yeah. No, I mean, he he did come very, very close. Like, I don't know, though. I don't know if that was ever going to happen. Like, they would have to have won the World Series, obviously. And even then, like, I loved Matt. I don't even think he was the best pitcher in the rotation. Right, and when you're a starting pitcher, you only are pitching, you know, once every five days. It's tough to be the king. It's very difficult to be the king. Like, Cole is amazing. Is he the king? No one would Uh, even consider it as great as he is. Yeah, I don't think Matt Harvey was ever very close to being king. I don't think the Nets were That's where he was going? He was going baseball pitcher? That's what you thought? I He didn't tell me exactly who. That's where I I mean, DeGrom could have been. Oh. Right, if he had won, the problem would Jake. Like I'm saying, won a championship. Yeah, same yeah. situation as is is uh, Garrett Cole won a championship and was the same feeling that you had when you watched him because mm-hmm. he was he was must watch pitching. I totally agree. And I'm trying to think. I mean, he's even, eighteen is and he, nineteen. Is even Cole that? No, he's not as great as Garrett Cole is. Right. But here's the problem with Jacob Degrom, and I love Jacob Degrom. Yeah. He's kind of like George Washington. George Washington refused to be king. We offered it to him. Mm. 
George Washington, if he wanted, could have changed everything. Right. He could have never relinquished power until he was dead. And George Washington said, no, that's not what we're going to do. We just fought that. I'm not doing it again. Right. Jacob deGrom never wanted to be king. He just wanted to pitch. Right. He wanted to dominate. And he wanted to go home. Yes. And I love Jake, but that connection that Jalen Brunson kind of had last night at the Garden where he's cheering up in front of 18,000 people, I love Jake. We never had that. Yeah. So it's not even once every five days, which is a fair argument, but it's not even that. It's that he didn't want it. And I love the guy. And by the way, it's okay. Not everybody wants it. Not everybody wants to be the king. Jake never wanted to be the king. So we, so we have heard from the king of New York. Jalen Brunson, a few minutes ago on the social media site that used to be a bird is now a letter that we're not allowed to talk about, says, appreciate the love and support, New York. Blue heart, orange heart. There you go. See, he's a man of the people. He's the king. He's heard from the people of the kingdom, and he sows his love back. So he's accepting the kingdom is what you're saying. Bingo. You know what that He means? heard our show, too, yeah. and said, you know what? I am the king, and I, th- I love it. I think the decision's been made in the mayor's office. I mentioned this earlier. There's these rumors <laughs> going around at Gracie Mansion. They've got this list of kings of New York City sports, and Judge has been the guy, and today was going to be the day, Groundhog Day 2024, that Brunson was going to jump over mm-hmm. him. Spring that, is coming, by the way. Spring is coming. That tweet shows me he just got notified. Mm. <laughs> he just got notified. So okay, congratulations to Jalen Brunson. Does Jalen Brunson tweet often, Lugie? You got to find this out. Does he tweet often? <laughs> well, and it if he doesn't, on... if he doesn't, then I will buy what Evan is, 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 is saying. Uh, if he if he tweets often, then he's just responding because he got all this love from his 40-point night, shorthanded Knicks team that played seven guys against a, a scrappy, really good, actually, Indiana Pacers squad, even though... Uh, uh, what's his name was on twenty minute. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton was on twenty minute um, uh, minute restrictions, restrictions so yes. he couldn't play. You know the whole game, but still they won a big game. They've won nine in a row. He's been anointed because everybody in New York is happy and thrilled and excited mm-hmm. and jazzed. The Knicks are finally back, even though they've kind of been back for two years. Right? This feels like Jalen Brunson is ascending to the kingdom. Yes, the kingship. Yes, I say of New York sports taking the crown from Aaron Judge. That's right. But. You just said it perfectly. If he tweets all the time, I'm not buying it. So tell me, how often does Jalen Brunson tweet? Well, Tiki, you're the good judge here because you're not like Sean and Evan and Tiki tweet every five seconds. So where would you draw the line of tweeting often? Once a week. He tweets about once a week. And what is it, responding to tweets? Does that count? No, right? Not really. Just like, January 24th was his last tweet oh, where it was oh, just a thought. No, I think you're right. So, <laughs> there you go. He's accepted the kingdom. He's accepted the kingdom. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Jalen Brunson <laughs> is the king of New York City, even though the fact that uh, I was looking at it before the game last night, Tyrese Halliburton has Jalen Brunson beaten every single stat. That's amazing. Wow. Sorry, that was unrelated, but mm. I was analyzing you that know, before the game. You know what? Now I think I'm even more angry about this kingdom <laughs> switch Why? here. Because it just dawned on me. When you went back and replayed at the top of the last hour all of the Kings and how hard it is to pass King to King, if the Knicks go down in round one or round two this year and the Yankees win the World Series behind a 50-home run year from Judge, mm-hmm. can a King get his crown back? Oh, so 100%. Yeah. Oh, but, 100%. But it was so hard to change Kings before. Well, listen. So now I, we're just going to keep passing. Well, I, I'll I'll give you, I think because there was really no competition. Like, yeah. who would it have been? Oh, there was a lot. Of, think about it. You named all those names. Mariano Rivera could have never been king. Well, I'll give you Michael a, Strahan was never king. Uh, he wasn't. I'll give you an example that maybe will help you understand this. In 1999, in the WWE, there was a different champion like every other week. They would hot potato the title. 
Nowadays, Roman Reigns has been champion for three and a half years. Sometimes it's hot potato, and sometimes you've got it on lockdown. Evan. So right now, maybe it will be hot potato between Jalen Brunson Evan. and Aaron Judge based on results. But there's got to be quality competition. I think that's been the biggest issue, and that's why Judge has been able to retain it for so long. It's true. But it was that, a competition. But, but that's the point, then. If it's, if it's got to be quality competition, then... The quality has to beat out Judge, not somebody there for a couple months. And by the way, yeah, if you're but... using wrestling such a fake thing or such a real thing, <laughs> it's pre predetermined. Then I'm sorry, right. you've but, lost. But argument. can't you can't you like accept that what Jalen Brunson is doing for the Knicks is creating an excitement that Nick yeah. really New York hasn't felt in a really long oh, time. There's no doubt, no question about it. And, but we're talking about making a leap to King here. I know, but I even said this right. It, it, there is a unfair advantage for Jalen Brunson in the New York Knicks. Why? Because when you're in the garden, it is like no other place in the world. Let's it go next. loud, especially when they're good. Mm-hmm. It is packed to the gills. There is celebrity row there, or whatever. The, the, the courtside seats, it's unbelievable. Right? People get up and they go into a little well, that was actually in Barclays, but they have the same thing in, 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 in New York. It just feels like a place to be. Right? So, when it's loud and your guy is Awesome, you feel it. Yeah, it, you don't. I mean, you feel it differently in, in outdoor arenas, but it's just not the same. So for right now, Jalen Brunson is galvanizing. Uh, wait a second. It sounds like after literally two hours of talking about this, which is insane, that you have flipped. Yeah, that you understand Jalen's king because of the the the, the, the X thing. Because Jalen accepting yes. the award oh, is yes. convincing. He, he doesn't tweet. Tiki, I can't lose you. He doesn't tweet. <laughs> I can't lose you. All right, let me ask you this. I'm not saying he deserves it. I, I, to me, it's still Aaron Judge. Right. There's no way that Aaron Judge, who won an MVP for 62 home runs a year ago, yeah. and has and has been he was the prince before he was the king because he was drafted here, mm-hmm. he was raised here, he was developed, and he excelled here. Whereas Jalen Brunson, as much as you might love him, he's been here for a year and a half. Yeah, but I don't like the way you minimize that. I'm I mean, not minimizing. Brunson, I'm just starting. The, I'm, t- I'm stating the reality. I know, Tig, but Jalen Brunson chose to come here, and in a lot of ways, that's even more something you could kind of relate to uh, than a guy man. you drafted and developed. I think it's a rare exception because, yeah, most of the time, homegrown, homegrown, homegrown. I totally get that. I think it's different in basketball. I felt it with Durant. I think you guys are feeling with Brunson that the guy wanted you. Mm. And then you watched him elevate himself from a good basketball player to a really good basketball player. We could debate where he is in the pecking order, but there's no doubt he's significantly better today than when you thought you signed him. All right. What? You believe that Jalen Brunson is king, not only for what he's doing, but because unlike those other guys I named that never got to be king, there's just not a strong enough leader of the crown. Am I kind of understanding where you're positioning this? Judged by a non-champion is not a strong enough crown holder that he Mm -hmm. could have it taken. Okay. Basically, if you painted that I, picture, I guess so. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, part uh, part of the problem right. is that Judge missed sixty plus okay. games last yeah. year. So, what's let's, your point? Let's wipe the slate clean. Yes. Linsanity has happened the past month. Not comparable. How is it not comparable? Because it it's lasted. Not... It was too, it was too short. Well, first of all, well, well Brunson's this, no, no, this no, crazy. No, 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 no. I know we made the playoffs no, no, last I'm year. I'm sorry. But You're this insulting this my intelligence and Nick fans. I'm going to defend you to compare Lynn Sanity to Jalen Brunson. Yeah. J- Lynn Sanity was like four weeks, and he didn't even play in the playoffs. But we're talk- this guy. No, no. Hold on. This guy had a really good year last year. They made the playoffs. They won a round and was clearly their best player in said second round. Now he's elevated the Knicks to the freaking two seed in the Eastern Conference. We could have debates about Aaron Judge all day. 
How dare you compare that to Linsanity? How dare you? I believe it. Apologize. Big, I will not apologize. It's not even on the same Listen to planet. me. Listen to me. The Knicks got elevated to the two seed as great as they played. Why? Victim of circumstances. The East ain't as strong. There ain't a big LeBron team. The East is very row, strong. Bro. But that's my point. Linsanity took over for a month. The rise of Jalen Brunson, as much as he was great last year, as much as ridiculous. The last month has been the best month of Knicks basketball we've seen for 30 years, which is why we're even having the conversation about becoming king. So don't dismiss that Lynn did it for a month because this past month is why we're having nah, the conversation. Nah, stop it. Stop it. You're nuts. This isn't a month. This has been a yeah. build over the you're last nuts. year. You don't get to take it from Aaron Judge. He's the king, and that's it. All hail the king. And you kiss his ass. JB's been cooking forever. The man has the American League record for home runs. He's allowed to be king. See, I knew this wasn't about Jeremy Lin. It came back to the Aaron Judge thing. I got a solution. Why don't Jalen Brunson and Aaron Judge play each other in pickleball? And the <laughs> Brunson can be the king. Who do you think would win that game, by the way? Uh, I think Brunson. Uh, I think so, too. A more nimble athlete. And he's king. Yeah. I mean, you could never Stop. air merit over uh, Judge. That's, well, he would have a different strategy. But if you air merit, yeah, I guess so. Let's go to Vinny in Staten Island. What's up, Vinny? Hey, Evan. Hey, Tiki. How you doing? We're good, dude. What's up? Uh so, Evan, I've been listening to you for a long time, and you saying that you don't hate on the Knicks is a bunch of crap. <laughs> How am I hating them on them today? I'm giving you guys and, love and, and support. I, and I know what's going to bring that all out of you. I don't know when. I don't know if it's this year, in a few years. When you have to watch Brunson and DiVincenzo and Hart celebrating a playoff win and a possible championship with their Villanova teammate, Mikael Bridges, <laughs> on the Knicks, <laughs> that is going to bring all the hate right Vinny, back up to the top. Vinny. I yes. two things can be true, all right? I do hate the New York Knicks. That's why I started the coalition of Nick haters. But when I right. talk about them, I think today, the last few days, I'm just honest. I'm not a fanboy. I mean, we're we're filled with fanboys here of the Knicks, which I respect. They're a very popular team, and I, I, I understand that. I just call it like it is, so I'm not going to paint everything with sunshine and rainbows. But... No, I don't think you do that. You, you, Thank you give it to the Knicks, underlying, you do it. I do what? What do I do? You're the little brother of the city. Vinny, 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 Vinny. (laughs) Vinny, Vinny, let me ask you a question real quick. Okay. Are the New York Knicks going to win the NBA title this year? This year, probably not. Okay. Do you think could could they? Could they? Could they, Vinny? Bridges is the missing piece. You're not kidding. You guys got to stop with this. Like you're not getting Mikel Bridges, and I'll and I'll give you two reasons why. It'd be amazing, but I, no, I agree I, with you, dude. I totally get. It. I get why you want him. You know, CP the franchise who will join us next week for a day for an hour or so. He's a good dude, and a good Nick fan that I respect. Was tweeting out the other day. He's the missing Infinity Stone, and I went after him. I said, <laughs> I said to CP respectfully, keep my man's name out your bleeping mouth. Mm. And even today, when we were doing the crossover from the midday show, the first thing Brandon says to me is, "Hey, hey." You think the Nets would trade uh, Mikael Bridges to the Knicks? And I'm like, no. Mm. Or maybe Sal said that to me. I'm sorry, Brandon, if it was Sal. Why do you think so definitively no? Okay, so I'm going to give you two answers on this. Number one, the Nets are not trading Mikael Bridges. Okay, that's not, a, that's not a reason. That's just a statement. But I just want to point that out, <laughs> and I don't necessarily agree with that. Okay. That's a net discussion for maybe another day. I would be open to it. I would consider it. And I like Mikel Bridges, but I think when you're this far away from winning, you've got to consider all options, okay? Mm -hmm. So, number one, they're not trading him. Number two, they just turned down a trade from the Houston Rockets in which the Rockets offered the Nets all their picks back. 
Okay, the Knicks can't even match that offer. Right, and that's a compliment, by the way, guys. Like your picks are too good. You're a good team. The Knicks can't even put an offer together that would genuinely outbid a team like the Houston Rockets. So that's part number and two. And they just turned down the Rockets. And they just turned down the Rockets. Right, got it. But you don't even have a deal like that you could make up that would make the Nets say yes, unless you're doing something you're not going to do, like trading Jalen Brunson, mm-hmm. which you're not doing, mm-hmm. not suggesting it. So you can't outbid the Rockets. And then the other thing, and it's the elephant in the room. They're not going to do it with you. They're not. It's like the Mets and the Yankees. It's sometimes like the Jets and the Giants, but not always. They're not going to trade their best player to the New York Knicks. They're not going to do it. Yeah, it hurts you in the in the in the fan category, but it also it just it hurts you in in the fact that you look like you're quitting and you would never do it with right. them. Right. So I get why you like him. He's a good ball player, and he's got the Nova connection, and Josh Hart blatantly tampers all the time with him, and he should be fined for that, but he does do you that. You can't find players for tampering. You can't? You cannot. Damn it! <laughs> I mean, don't we know this? Can you just tell? Do you not remember the rant I went on yeah. last week about LeBron James going to, right. to Miami? If you can't tamp- if you can't find him for tampering, can you just tell him to stop doing it then? Because <laughs> it's making me feel uncomfortable. Like, can we do that at least? But... That's not going to happen. But look, I understand. I'm not a Nick fan. I'm just going to tell you like it is. And sometimes you're not going to like what I say, but other times you will. Like Let's today, go Knicks. Today I'm telling you something you'd like. Jalen mm-hmm. Brunson's the new king of the city. So there are days in which we're going to be on the same page, and then there are days in which I'm going to tell you uncomfortable truths. And I think that's okay. That's healthy. We've got Nick fans all over the place. Everybody's a Nick fan here except for like me and Keith. Because you're kind of a Knicks fan, too, Tiki. Don't lie. Yeah, but not not like Louie. Didn't say you're diehard, right. but you're a Knicks fan. Right. Are you not? You're a Knicks fan. I'm, Stop. I just kind of like basketball. I like watching it. You're a Knicks fan. But so then you're a Knicks fan. For the end. <laughs> but I'm not, a, I'm not a Knicks fan. Okay, He's well, a Knicks fan for three quarters. Let right. me quote a wise man, okay? I'm going to hold this statue. Do you remember this man, the statue I'm holding up? Yes. I'm holding up a statue of George W. Bush. And while I acknowledge the context was uh-huh. far different... George W. Bush once said something. If you're not with us, stop. You're against us. That's not true. That's what President Bush said. That is not how fandom works. So if you're not with us, that's not how fandom works. As a coalition, you're against us. I grew up in Southwest Virginia. I did not play basketball. I did not watch basketball. The only I didn't watch or you know play a lot of baseball either. But when I came to New York, I kind of found reason to like the Yankees. One, they were good, and two. You start meeting the players. I don't right. know any of the Nick players, and they weren't good for most of the time that I was here. <laughs> that is true. So, like, what was my incentive to become a Knicks fan? There wasn't one. Yes. So, I'm a Giant fan, and I'm a Yankee fan. Yeah, but I think you're a Knicks fan. I respect I what mean, you're saying, I and like, I appreciate I mean, it. I don't I view like you. the Knicks, but I don't, it's not, I don't dislike the Nets. I understand that. I'm not saying you do. I, when I go home and sleep at night, mm-hmm. and I think of everybody I work with, yeah. and I think of, oh, yeah, this guy's a this fan, this guy's a that fan. When my head's on the pillow, Tiki's a Knicks fan. I, I'm a fan of people that I like. Okay. Put it that way. Oh, yeah, I understand that. Let's go to James in Newark. How are you, James? What's going on, gentlemen? Listen, I agree with you 100%, but I want to give you a really hot take, and you can call me crazy. Go ahead. You can. We've had kings in New York, right? I mean, Messier, Namath, yeah. and even guys that had one Patrick. If Jalen Brunson puts one ring, one piece of hardware only, just one, in the garden, yeah. I think he immortalizes himself, and he's Derek Jeter adjacent. With Thousand just percent. One ring. No, I don't. Th- By the way, James, it's not a hot take. Like the Knicks and the Jets, and I think the Mets to a little bit lesser of a degree, but they're close. 
they are in that territory where if someone brings them a championship, yeah, that man, and obviously it's more than one guy, obviously it's a team sport, but you know what I mean, like a guy leads them to a title, that person becomes immortalized. Like mm-hmm. I would say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers. Like if Aaron Rodgers led the Jets to a Super Bowl, he's immortalized forever. Nothing else matters. And right. certainly with the Knicks, a team and a franchise that hasn't won since 1973, if they won and he was the lead guy and he was the finals MVP, I mean, what if it? What if it's statue? What, what if it's? What if it's the Peyton Manning Denver Broncos Super Bowl? What does that mean? Where so, he's carried to a title? So yeah. So we remember what went on that year. Peyton Manning two years before he was amazing, mm-hmm. right? League MVP, fifty touch, fifty two or five touchdown passes, whatever it was. But the next year, it was clear he was shot, Peyton. But they went on and they won the Super Bowl because their defense was awesome, right? What if the Aaron Rodgers that wins the Super Bowl is that Aaron Rodgers? So it's so, not it's not him. Right, right, right. He's, good not, he's not a liability, but he's not the reason that they're winning. He would Does be, he become lionized? Yes. Then? Yeah, he'd really? be lionized anyway. I think if you're a part of a championship team, specifically with the Jets and the Knicks, I'll even specify mm-hmm. them. Because, look, 86 is not as long ago as 73 yeah. and 68, 69. Yeah. I think if you're on that team, you lionize. What if what if Quentin Williams is the in Super Bowl MVP? He'll be lionized too. Of course he will. But, but I'm the, talking, you know the way. But I'm, the, you I'm, know try, the, I'm trying to get you off the Aaron Rodgers is going to be the, the king of New York. Tiki, you know no matter what the, happens and how they potentially win. But Tiki, you know the way the NFL is with quarterbacks. I understand. If you're that, the quarterback not, of a champion, but you also know when the quarterback is not the reason that you won a championship. But that person will still be lionized. I maybe. I know that bothers maybe. you, and I respect that that bothers you maybe. because. You could see Brees Hall rush for 300 yards in a right. Super Bowl and be like, dude, lionize him. He will be. They, they all will be. Anybody yeah, who's but a part the, of But it. the running back doesn't have a chance to be the king of New York. Oh, I see what this is about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this was about how come it was never me or even how come it was never Curtis. I think you're standing right. up for Curtis as well. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> More of your calls coming up, 877-337-6666. Plus, when we come back, there was a huge trade in Major League Baseball last night, and it's got huge ramifications for both local teams, specifically one that plays in the Bronx. We address it, and if they made a mistake last night. So last night, and Tiki was in the middle of it, I see a text message in the Mets text chat. That the Baltimore Orioles went out and traded for Corbin Burns from the Milwaukee Brewers. And there are a lot of layers to this that need to be discussed and its impact. First of all, Corbin Burns is a free agent at the end of the season. He's a Scott Boris guy. And I don't think being traded to the Orioles changes the fact he's going to be a free agent. So for the Met fans out there, never made sense for them to trade for him. But he is certainly a target of interest during the upcoming offseason, which is a year from now. Right, this is Juan Soto to you. Yes, that's a year from now. They could be interested. Now from a Yankee perspective. Number one, the Baltimore Orioles, who won 101 games last year and had a rotation at the time was led by Kyle Gibson and Dean Kremer and Kyle Bradish and Grayson Rodriguez. Like a couple of young guys in Bradish and Grayson, but they didn't have an ace. They just got an ace. (laughs) I keep that in mind. Yeah, The Orioles, who kicked everyone's ass last year in winning the American League East, and they did flame out immediately in the playoffs, just went out and said, hey, on top of all the good young players we have, on top of having the number one prospect in baseball who didn't debut last year, is going to debut this year in Jackson Holiday, we're going to go out and add an ace. That's a big boy move. That's a baller move. And so before even getting into could the Yankees have done it, 
The Yankees have tried to close the gap in the American League East during this offseason. And acquiring Juan Soto and acquiring Alex Verdugo, they've gone a long way in doing that. I'd argue they've gotten better Mm -hmm. than even Tampa Bay, who always seems to take a step back they did with the Glass Now trade. Even Toronto. Certainly the Red Sox. But I don't know if I could say that about the Baltimore Orioles, Deke. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to look at this and say, ah, it's just it's just Corbin Burns, right? Because they were so good unexpectedly a year ago. And so what? Like when you're unexpectedly good, you can either just rest on what you have and hope that they get better, or you could do what the Orioles just did. And I guess now that they know that they're going to be sold to a billionaire. That's the other problem, by the way. Money is not is less of a conversation stopper. Right, used to be, nah, they can't spend the money. Right, a small market, they can't spend the money. They haven't won consistently enough. They can't spend the money. Now it's like, guess what? We're going to spend the money. Mm. And so it feels like they're resting on or are hoping that there's growth from those young guys from a year ago, and now they're putting a real leader. I had a Cy Young winner from whenever that was, three years ago, two years, two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. A Cy Young winner on a staff, just like what the Yankees tried to do with Garrett Cole, it just lifts everybody. Yeah. Because it's a guaranteed like example of success that you can count on. Well, I think it's the Orioles were going to have some regression just based on everything finally breaking right a year ago. Right. And the best way to combat regression is just go get better. Mm-hmm. And trading for a guy like Corbin Burns does that. And you bring up the fact that the other day, and we haven't mentioned this on the air, but John Angelos sold the Orioles. And the Angelos has been brutal owners. I live down there under Peter Angelos. Terrible owners. And they have run like a small market joke. Over the last two decades. Yeah. They have this beautiful stadium down there. They had a big market team that rivaled the Yankees. Some of the older Yankee fans certainly remember that. Not that much older. It was the 90s. Where the Orioles were like going at it with the Yankees. And since then, they've run run like a small market team. Now, they sucked for a while. And they built up their farm system. And obviously, it broke through last year. But you know what makes a team dangerous? What's that? When you got the money to keep all those guys. Yeah. And then you've got the money to go get other guys. So the difference today with a billionaire owner, who we have no idea how much he's going to spend, is that if this trade's made two weeks ago, we say, okay, they rented Corbin Burns. We'll Mm -hmm. see what happens. Now it's they may have rented Corbin Burns, or maybe they're going to keep him. (laughs) This has Astros on steroids potential. That's a a great comparison, and I respect that because the Astros built it that way. Yep. And even though they haven't even retained all their guys over the years, they have showed some level of commitment of spending, as Mm -hmm. we've seen over the years. Right. So I think there's two layers. There's the, wow, the Orioles are dangerous, which is obvious. And then there's the counter, which is, why didn't we get them? Mm. And what I always like to do with these kinds of trades. thinking about it? That's the question. Yeah, I think think you're definitely on the phone, sure. I think you have to be. They've been trying to add pitching to this rotation. They're in an all-in all in season. At least I think they should be in an all-in season. Did he have a no trade? No. So it was. It, this was up to the Brewers. It was completely up to the Brewers. And the Orioles traded. And this is the very important thing. Because this is a very important game to play. What did the Orioles give up? And what's our equivalent? Okay? So I want to play that game real quick. They gave up two players. They gave up D.L. Hall. And they gave up Joey Ortiz. Only one of them is a top 100 prospect. One of them. So Chase Hampton, who's one of the better Yankee prospects, is also ranked like in the 90s. It would be the equivalent of trading a Chase Hampton and then a prospect outside of the top 100. (laughs) And I think any Yankee fan would say, dude, WTF, I'm in. Like, it's not your farm system. They didn't give up their farm system. Like, the Orioles didn't give up. And they also have the ability to withstand trading prospects because they have a deep system. But again... 
They gave up a 97th-ranked prospect mm-hmm. and a guy outside of the top so, 100. So it sounds doable for the Yankees. thousand percent. It should have been doable for the Yankees. It could have been doable. It could have been doable. Hmm. Now, the, the negative to a deal like this is that you run into the same question we have about Juan Soto. Yeah, well, I think— Is it a rental? Is he here long-term? Well, I think you— you lay out exactly why the Yankees probably were not in on this. And because Char- Char- it's a rental? No, because their efforts this offseason with another Scott Boris client are going to be Juan Soto. And so, yeah, you can rent for a year Corbin Burns, but you know that it's just for a year. And so, but I don't know why. I mean, honestly, that could have been okay, especially if you're making a run at it, right? Just let's go get one run at this, right? Get as many good players, great players as we can right. this year. If we lose one of them, Soto and or Burns, it's okay. But at least we took a run at it. Now we got to figure out who we're going to keep. And it's going to be Soto, but or at least try to. Soto, but Burns probably felt unattainable in the long term. Well, but that's part of the problem. So when the Yankees traded for Juan Soto and they gave up a lot of pitching depth to do it, I think we all agreed, totally worth the gamble. I uh, certainly said that. But you said yeah. it wasn't worth the gamble? No, I mean, it is, but I still have doubts that they're going to be able to sign him. I'm not even saying that, though. But it's just, if you're going to get him, you got to keep him. Well, no, no. Yes, that's your goal, but I think you made that trade knowing you may keep him, you may not. You don't know what's going to happen in free agency, and you're trying to maximize, hey, I got Aaron Judge in his prime, I got Garrett Cole in his prime, I got to try to win right now. And they gave up a value in trade that poses risks of him being gone in a year, but I thought, and I thought you thought at the time, I, I think you thought it too, Sean, it's worth the risk. Obviously, you'd be upset if of he's course, gone. Of course it's worth the risk, but you still got to, I mean, I just think it's really hard to plan to win in a year. Wait, well, but they're not, they're not, and that's kind of the problem here. I thought, and I said it at the time, this is an all-in season. They have to treat it as such. Right, and I've d- disagreed with that because I think an all-in season makes you feel like we're just a player away from then we're, and we can win. And the Yankees aren't. Well, but right? they, there's, more to the, there's more to it than just, all right, we got this other bat. It's going to be amazing for us. There's more to them not being competitive in the postseason than that. But when you have two elite-level players in Cole and Judge in the prime of their careers and you brought in a guy who could be a rental, you don't know, that, to me, reeks of a team that should go all in. Yeah, like, what are you potentially pl- waiting Evan, for? My point is it's one-year planning. One-year planning is not – it, does, it doesn't create sustained success. Bingo. That, that's the challenge. So what does that mean? You're okay with not trading for Corbin Burns? Look, you're okay with this offseason in which you've not really gone on in? I think, they I, obviously didn't agree with me. I, I don't think this is an either-or thing. Would I have preferred they gone all in on all of these guys mm. and they treated the Yankees like there are no budgets and no end? Yes. Yeah. But I am taking a step back and acknowledging there are, and I think not getting Hater, not making this trade for Burns with the expectation of you would have to sign him after the offseason, has told us and should send us all the message. The Yankees are all in to an extent, but they are really all in on building a sustained nucleus of Soto and Judge, not just for this year. And if they lose Soto, they're going to look like fools for not cashing right. in yeah. on Burns and everything. But I think in the back of their head, they know this is about more than one year, and we need to position ourselves financially that we need to make sure we keep Soto here. And in the meantime, do enough that we think we should be able to win a World Series this year the, without going crazy. The, the problem I have with that is, I'm not framing this as being an all-in season because they traded for Juan Soto. Mm -hmm. I'm framing it as an all-in season because Garrett Cole is the best pitcher in baseball now, and I don't know how much longer that's going to last. He's a pitcher in Major League Baseball. 
which I hate to yep. say it, it's a walking time bomb. No doubt. So it's not simply I'm saying this because Soto's leaving in a year. I don't know if he's going to leave in a year. There's a risk he's going to leave in a year. We have no idea. I'm saying it, and I've been saying it, Tiki and Sean, because you've got two great players. No doubt. Who are questions four years from now. So live for this moment. And the Yankees have gotten good, and they should be a playoff team. And yes, there are a lot of things that break right. They could win a World Series. They could. But they're not a World Series favorite, and they haven't done enough to become that. And they just watched the team in their division, I'd argue with you right now, made a more impactful move in terms of their impact on 24 no, than no, the no. Yankees did. Yeah, you're probably right, especially because of all the youth around the, the Orioles right now. And it was the one thing they were missing was a big ace. Right. They, they they just didn't have that one guy you could count on. You had to pitch him in you know, short rest in the post, go ahead, you got him. Now they have that guy. Yeah, and, and if the Yankees went all in for this year, and I'm going to attach Hater to this, too, because that was part of a conversation. And by the way, you agree went. that they have not gone all in on this season? No, I have not. And, okay. And I, I believe... Mean, what did they do? Right? They well, get... they added Soto. They got Stroman. Like, but the point is, I think that the Yankees think getting those guys back healthy, another year with Volpe, like, they're going to see a lot of internal things. I think they're envisioning the next five years. Your point on Cole and Judge, number one, I hope this isn't it for Judge, and he has a couple years. He just signed to do a monster deal. What if Cole blew out his arm in April, that ticket time bomb hit, and then you really went all in, and then you don't have the money to sign Soto, then it's a complete waste that you traded no, for not, Soto. Not, no, it's not, because you just traded for Corbin Burns. You just traded for another race. Yeah, what are you talking yeah, about? But the point, the, that point only backs up that they should have no, been more aggressive. I, now, I don't know what their offer was to Milwaukee, but what I love to do with these trades is, what's the Yankee equivalent? And I just told you what it was. Chase Hampton and a guy outside of the top 100. Mm. That's not... Some kind of crazy offer. And then Boris plays the manipulative game of, I'd rather have my pitcher taken care of because that's yeah. more important. Yankees, please pay him. I'm going to take Soto elsewhere. You can't think about that. You, Scott but you, have, to, but you, you have to think about all of it. Right. You Don't have, you have to? to. Not really. You're trying to win now. You worry about free agency when you get to free agency. There's a lot of things that oh, can happen. Good, yeah, good but, GMs but I, and good teams plan beyond the right. Well, exactly. You plan for free agency. It's It's hard to just get there and be like, all right, what's our situation? And then realize you have nothing, nowhere to go. Yeah, but hold on a second. You have a chance to trade for a legitimate ace. Because there really isn't one in free agency right now. No. We all kind of agree that Blake Snell, yeah, Jordan Montgomery probably doesn't even want to come here. I mean, you, he's unsigned still, Blake Snell. I, both of them. Montgomery, some, too. Yeah, right. So you're saying you didn't want to trade for Blake Snell because, well, he's, re- I'm sorry, trade for Corbin Burns because he's represented by Scott Boris and you don't want to have two Boris guys as free agents? Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> but but Boris is, has a game to play with his Boris clients, is gonna, too. He, Boris is going to know where the money is, man. This is all part of this, man. It's right. all a chess piece match, and, and Cashman's been around long enough that I'm actually going to understand. He knows what he's doing. I, I disagree right. with and I don't, you. And I, by the way, I don't think it is a coincidence that Corden Burns gets traded right after D'Angelo sell the, the Orioles. Oh, yeah. It is not a coincidence. Because I think the Orioles are at least in play to keep him. Here's why I think you're wrong about this. So if I'm right that the Brewers would have accepted a... Uh, Chase Hampton, uh, there's a prospect, let's say Roderick Arias, who's a young shortstop. Let's Mm -hmm. say that would have been good enough. Which I'm sure, by the way, most Yankee fans listening either may not know that prospect or just say, I'm good. Yeah, he's one of the 16 shortstops that they have. Right. God bless you. (laughs) Seek help for being able to rattle off their whole list. I know. I'm serious. I'm just doing my best to try to give you an equivalent trade because I want to be fair about it. I don't like to come here and say they should have gotten them without a reason. Sure, I got you. So those are the prospects. You get to go into opening day with two of the five best pitchers in baseball Mm. and two of the five best bats in baseball. 
And you haven't depleted your farm system. So let's say they don't keep Corbin Burns. Let's just say. Like I asked about Juan Soto, was it worth it? You just gave yourself a hell of a chance to win, and maybe you keep them, maybe you don't. Yankees would have to make big financial decisions during Mm -hmm. the offseason. Who knows what happens? But you've just improved your chances at winning in a year in which you better win. Like, this isn't the Mets. The Mets are on, like, another level of whatever. The Yankees are trying to win. You're right, but you're making it sound so simplistic where you're dismissing me and Tiki's point. I think Scott Boris does come into this. Of course he does. Because Scott Boris knows. no doubt about it. Scott Boris knows one way or another Juan Soto is going to get an enormous cash cow. Corbin Burns, depending on how it goes, may or not, may or may not, Teams are fickle when it comes to, look at the starting pitchers still out there. And if he's got Corbin Burns and Soto, both with the Yankees, who to a point have endless pockets, who is Scott Boris, the agent, going to prioritize and try to move the chess pieces around and make sure the Yankees take care of? It's going to be Burns, and Cashman's not stupid. Who's the best team in the American League East right now? Probably the Orioles. Probably the Orioles. Mm. You want to go with that, yeah, too? I would agree. But I don't think the Yankees are light years behind you until they got Burns. I, I get you. It's baseball. Crazy crap can happen. But they were pretty f- good. Let's say, <laughs> let's say the Yankees got Burns and the Orioles didn't. What would you be saying today about the American League East? Like, you would say something very significantly different than what you just said, I correct? would say the Yankees are the best team, but I still don't think the Orioles or Blue Jays are far behind. Okay. But you'd be possessing the two best yeah, right. When you get an ace pitcher, it just it puts you on a different level. Sure. Two ace pitchers. It's true. I know. I know. Nobody's but, denying how much he would have helped the Yankees and how much it sucks to right. go with the Orioles. But I think the Yankees aren't as all in for one year as you think they are. And I think their whole end game is let's have a great year. Maybe it works out maybe we win the World Series, but we need to make sure we have the power I understand with that. the Soto thing. I, That's think it. Wh- I think what's clearly happened, and look, there is still time left in this offseason, is that my point, which I stand by, my opinion of because of the greatness of Judge and Cole, it really isn't part of their greatness and their age and mm-hmm. the uncertainty about baseball, especially pitchers staying healthy. This was the moment of let's go all in on this because we don't know if two years from now we have a healthy Garrett Cole. It was a part of why last summer I suggested trading Garrett Cole. Yeah. It wasn't to be a jerk. It was either take advantage of this or cash out. Yeah. Like, it, it's it was a pure consistency to, be, to it. It was also to be a jerk. It wasn't, okay. it wasn't, though. Yeah. Like it's a, <laughs> you can laugh all you want. It's a true baseball point. You have a great player. Either go all in with it and try to win or cash out. Yeah, but the problem is, Evan, they, the Yankees thought that they were fine. They thought they were in position to do exactly what you're saying. They felt like they were good enough to win. And everything that could go wrong went I'm wrong. talking about right now, though. Right oh, now, they have but made I'm, a I'm, great I'm talking effort. about last season when you were talking about trading Garrett Cole. At no, the, but at the I deadline. was saying that after the season had already been declared a failure. So I was looking towards this upcoming season. Mm. And I remember when I talked about it, what I said to you guys was this. If you're willing to spend, then don't trade them. Then I, I'm wrong. Take it back. If you're willing to go try to spend over your other mistakes, then damn right keep him. He's one of the great pitchers in baseball. But if you're not, cash out. And right now it feels like the Yankees have done like 70% of it. Like, they're good. They yeah. have a chance, but it didn't feel like they went all the way. Whether it was going after Hater, whether it was a trade for Corbin Burns. Now, granted, there's time. I mm-hmm. admit that. There's two weeks. But... It's almost as if the Yankees have said, we're kind of in. We're not all in. And I think that's a mistake because you need to maximize the greatness that's on your roster right now. You know what, though? Oftentimes when you go all in like that for one year, 2011 Eagles, it never works out. The Yankees aren't stupid to that either. You can't put that kind of pressure on one year. Let's go to Gabe in Wayne, New Jersey. What's up, Gabe? Hey, guys. uh, Thanks for taking the call. No problem. Um, You know, Sean, I I agree with you to a point about the the nucleus, the risk there, and, and to Evan's point. 
there's no guarantee that Soto is going to sign with the Yankees, number mm-hmm. one. Um, and, and number two, you know, this is a team that they thought they were good. Hope is a strategy is really the Yankees' uh, mentality. <laughs> and that didn't work out in 2022. Yeah. It definitely didn't work out last year. And they can't rely on that. So Devin's point about Cole and Judge, we are wasting the prime years of these guys. And they have to make a decision about whether they're all in or not for 2024. I think – they're kind of dipping their toe in the water. Bingo. Um, so if if they're not able to make the commitments that are necessary to go all in next year, they have to be content with, well, next season might be a wash. We're going to be below the Baltimore Orioles. We might be below the Rays. Um, and they have to be content with that because I don't think on paper they have enough to, to overcome oh, the gap in the American League East. Thank you, uh, Gabe. Appreciate I mean, it. I completely disagree with this, too. We are acting – is if the Yankees put together some kind of like 500 team here. Yeah. You were talking about a team that is still going to be led at the top of the rotation by the best pitcher in baseball, mm-hmm. and if you're just playing the game that he's going to fizzle out, and a lineup that is going to have two of the best five players in baseball, plus plenty of other ancillary pieces. Do I think the Yankees are perfect? No. We're but the idea that now the Orioles signed guard, traded for Corbin Burns, and the Yankees are like, well, oh, oh Yankees, man, 85 wins. What are you talking yeah, about? You also have to assume that there could be, as you mentioned, Evan, uh, some regression with the Baltimore of Orioles. Of there is. Corbin Burns is just a ticking time bomb right. like Garrett Cole. Yeah, true. But if there is some regression from some of these young guys for whatever reasons, right. and the Yankees have not only two of the best players, you're talking about Judge and Soto, but say Rizzo gets back on track and LeMahieu does what he does. Volpe continues to grow. Dominguez comes up midway through Dominguez the summer exa- Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about that. We'll see. We'll, see. we'll hope the Martian is healthy at some point, but I'm not sure. So, well, and again, we have no idea. Even Boone didn't really know when we talked to him. Seemed we're, optimistic about June, Optimistic, though. but hmm. wasn't like, yeah. it's happening yeah. type of thing. So, I, I think the Yankees are in better position than we want to give so, them some credit for. But it, could they have really gone all in? Sure. But do they need to? I, I don't think they needed to. They, they didn't absolutely need to. So, the beauty of baseball, I'm saying this to some Met fans, and you'll understand why this makes sense bringing the Mets up is that I always look forward to baseball season because you could always, Tiki, rationalize how, well, if this goes well, this goes well, this goes well, mm-hmm. we can win. Yeah. Baseball's like that. It's kind of special. You can't do that in the NBA nearly as much. No. You could do it a little bit in football, but even there, it's tougher. In baseball, I could sit here, and I will on Rico Bronia and say, well, if Sean Manaya is good, well, if Adrian Hauser's good, well, if Luis Severino's good, hey, I got to rationalize how the Mets can win 87 games. I can play that game, and maybe they will, maybe they won't. But the Mets need a lot of things to go right, more so than most teams, yeah. right? I bring that up because when you have Garrett Cole in your prime and you have Aaron Judge and you don't even know if he's going to be healthy, you keep your fingers crossed that he is, and you trade for Juan Soto, and he's a free agent at the end of the year, and you've got Glaber in a contract year, what you need to do is minimize the questions. If all my questions go bad, great. The Mets suck. They weren't going all in this yeah. season. They didn't waste assets for it. And correct? we knew it. And we and, knew it because, and I knew it. Because Stearns is trying to reset and figure out. I'd be disappointed. Yeah. But they're equipped to deal with, well, things didn't go right. The Yankees rotation after Garrett Cole features a lot of various questions. Mm-hmm. Marcus Stroman less so than most, but he didn't pitch well in the second half of last year. But then you've got Nestor Cortez. And you've got Carlos Radon. And you've got Clark Schmidt. And here's where I will disagree, because I think I'm saying a lot of things Yankee fans agree with, but here's the mm-hmm. one thing we're going to disagree with about. I hear a lot of Yankee fans say the bullpen will be fine. It always is fine. <laughs> I don't go with that kind of logic. Like, outside of Clay Holmes, 
Is Jonathan Loazio going to be healthy? You just lost Wandy Peralta. Yeah. You don't have Michael King. Marinaccio's there. Right. Okay. F. Ross is I, back. Can we name five Oriole relievers? I, I know. We're not talking about the Dude, Orioles. We are. No, We're talking nor, about are we, nor are we Orioles fans and detailed but, into but it. That's, but, but that's my point. Is right. You can dismiss that as a Yankee well, the question. Orioles went out, the Orioles went out and had Craig Crimble, so okay. they tried to fortify right. their bullpen. The yeah. point is we're crowning but, the Orioles. But, they could have just as many bullpen but questions. But, Sean, my point is going into this season, when I play the game of these are the questions the Mets have, is a lot of them. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to play that game, not as much, but there's a lot of questions around the Yankees. And when you're in a season where you just traded but, for Juan Soto, yeah, but I think, I think you don't want to have a million questions. And they do. A, a Spot million, the lie. A million? They don't have a million. They have a bunch. No, they got three really. in their rotation and five in their bullpen. Well, I, I think that's not questions. Assuming health, there's no questions. But, I mean, everything that went wrong. I mean, I mean this. This was Murphy's Law of Yankees last year. We talked about the, with the Mets. It was Murphy's Law's Mets last year. It was Murphy's Law Jets last year. It was Murphy's Law Yankees last year. If you don't get that, this team is actually pretty good. They could be very good. I agree. I mean, even if can it, be. And can way, be. That's what, and that's what we're talking about. And so when I think about the questions, I'm not worried about their starting rotation per se. I'm not worried. Assuming health. Assuming health. But you can't assume health. But you, you can because it's not going to be yeah. as – it can't be as bad as it was last year. Of course it could. Anthony Rizzo got a concussion, and it was never diagnosed. And it showed up two months later. Actually, it showed up the entire time. But, but Chief, two forget months later, Rizzo. Three it. guys in your rotation are coming off years okay, that but, were greatly affected but by But I'm injuries. talking about the like the – the once in a blue moon things that happen happened to the Yankees last year. It can't all happen again. No. And I'm just saying. Those are so, the famous last okay. words. And so for you to for anyone to suggest that you have to guard against that before uh, before it ever happens again, it just doesn't make sense. It's it's not smart. It's not prudent because you've built a good team. You just need people not to get hurt. You need Judge not to run into a wall at Dodger Stadium. You need Rizzo not to get concussed because he ran into someone's knee or whatever the heck happened. Right? You just Nestor needs to be Nestor. Nestor Cortez. <laughs> you just wait. You just wait. Here's Thank you, run. Tiki. Rodon's got to be Rodon. Right? All those things just got to happen, and the Yankees look really good. Now you're just you're assuming the worst. I'm not assuming the worst. No, you are because that's why you're saying they need this insurance to go yep. all in and to spend this money to go get Corbin Burns or money and prospects. It's not really money. Prospects to go get Corbin Burns. Like you're assuming the like the downside is going to happen. Do you again. think the Yankees have done enough? Are you good if this is it? Because the offseason could be over for them. Okay, if the Yankees are healthy exactly as they're constructed, that wasn't my question, I actually though. feel good about them. That's so, fine. But do you think the off yes. you're good with the offseason? I I, th- I think they did all that they could okay. do. Right. I am too. I am too. Okay. And by the way, all those questions about the Yankee uh, rotation, Burns, Kyle Bradish had a very good year this year. The Orioles rotation in the last three, totally full of questions. Look, I think right. the Orioles are going to regress, but you got to remember the Yankees are trying to make up how many games in the standings on the Orioles. I know, but yeah. they won 101 games. Yeah. Think about how many injuries the Yankees had, like he just listed. I mean, I... And you're you're assuming other guys take the next step. I just think this has been way overblown how much panic mode the Yankees should be in. Juan Soto answered probably the biggest question the team had. Do they have another bat besides Judge you could trust inning in, inning out? What is so crazy is today is Groundhog Day. It's February 2nd that uh, that little rat did not see his shadow. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's not a little rat. What Pop is he tongue. again? The He's groundhog. a groundhog. Oh, the groundhog. <laughs> <laughs> you just said it's Groundhog Day. That's right. I forgot. That's an actual groundhog. Oh, so the little rat did not see a shadow, which means spring is here or something yeah. of that nature? No, it's just we get – now we don't have six more weeks of winter. Gotcha. Right. On Four this 
Whatever it means. On this Groundhog's right. Day, which is yeah. also like 13 <laughs> days before the start of spring training, mm-hmm. the off-seasons are like not even over. <laughs> there's tons of free agents. As much as we've had this nice discussion about if they've done enough, what should they do? Where there's the a he- lot of moves they could make because there's a half where, the league still available. Where the hell is Cody Bellinger playing next year? <laughs> you want me to guess? Yes. Uh, Chicago. Mets? I think he's... No, Mets? Mets. Don't 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 even do that. To oh, me. I, please! I beg of that to happen. <laughs> I know. I'm not a Cody guy, so he wants me to have to deal hey, with Cody. Uh, he's uh, he's available. Cody, let's Rhodes, go get him. Cody Rhodes will finish his story before Cody Bellinger gets a contract. <laughs> Sean's got his Cinco de Five O coming up, plus more of your calls at eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. And we're all going to find out a very important question that maybe helps people listening. What the hell are you going to do Sunday at one o'clock without football? It is 5 o'clock on a Friday. Cinco de Fivo with Evan and Tiki on the fan. Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere. And by Wendy's, try that new pretzel bacon ate it today. Mm-mm-mm. All right, no football on Sunday. No football. So, gentlemen, ladies, I'm going to give you... What to do on Sunday with no football. Oh, good. Right. good. The five best things you should do. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Number five. This is a man-specific one. Buy your wife a spa day as a thank you for football season. <laughs> She'll feel appreciated. And then you get even more time to do whatever you want while you're by yourself while she's getting pampered. Hand in stone, massage, and facial spa. There you go. That seems like a great idea, but why wouldn't you use that during the football season? Like, wouldn't that be a smart gesture for week one? You're going to miss the bit here. The idea is how much more can we get away without seeing our loved ones? Got it. All right. Okay. Sorry about that. Number four. This one I'm proud of. Organize a gigantic family birthday day. All right? Hear me out. This is a crazy idea. Family birthday. Is there anything worse... Then every month of the year going forward, you feel like, oh, it's so-and-so's birthday coming up. Oh. It's so-and-so. We got to go out for this. We got to go out for that. Use the bye week of football weekend to say we're celebrating everybody's birthday one <laughs> shot. Saturday <laughs> or Sunday, everybody gets their gifts, their balloons. We put out 10 <laughs> cakes on the table, and then we cross it off. We never have to celebrate birthdays again the rest of the year. You get more free time the rest of the it year. It reminds me of, do you ever see big, my big, fat Greek wedding? Or wedding, there's like called? four yeah. of them now, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a joke where they say happy freaking everything. So yeah. it's kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. Happy freaking everything. Happy everybody's birthday weekend. Do that. Yeah, okay. like that. Number three. Fake sick. All right, this, <laughs> this is the weekend. You're going to have loved ones going, we got to go here. Maybe it's a Chuck E. Cheese day or whatever. Now's the time to fake sick. Send your kids and wife out of the house. You stay in bed and binge watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> so you just had 19 weeks of football, uh-huh. and right. now you're going to fake sick so you can just watch some TV show by yourself? Evan, right. I'm a man of the people, and there are men in panic mode right by the now. Way, you know who's going to do that? You. Me. <laughs> You're going to fake sick? I don't have to fake sick. You know why? Why is that? Because my mom, my wife and kids, they're in Oklahoma. Oh. Cheer competition. How many times? Uh, How many times this weekend? Tiki, I'm, like, I'm like, what are you even talking Tiki's about? Tiki's going to be running a different type of Oklahoma trip. How many, how many episodes of For All Mankind? I was just going to say, I if I was by myself for the whole weekend, I'd say the over under is like seven and a half. Hit and bust. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Number two. Play pickleball. <laughs> Learn the rules. It's a great hobby. Learn the. That's the biggest criticism that we didn't follow the rules. I know. Who and, cares? And by the way, anybody complaining we didn't follow the rules? Turns out you can play fifty different pickleball right. courts and there's fifty different yeah. rules. Right. It's like when people argue about cornhole rules. Grow up. It's yeah. a new made up sport. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All right. And last but not least, <laughs> number one. 
The number one thing to do. By the way, that sound you just heard, <laughs> that's what he did when he won the pickleball ooga game. Chaka, ooga chaka, ooga chaka, ooga chaka. Oh, oh, oh. That was right. the sound effect he made. And by the way, I want to remind people, because Sean won that pickleball game, he gets to make a big show decision. I don't know what the hell that show decision is, but he will make it next Thursday uh-huh. at 4 o'clock. Ooga I know chaka, ooga I might be able to be bribed to tell you. I ain't bribing. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking huh. about anybody. Oh, to find out what yeah, the big decision is? is. He's and- clearly going to have a clear mind all weekend, too. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> and he apparently likes the big decision that Sean is making. Oh, That's yeah. what I've been told. All right, go ahead. Number right. one. Number one. Lie to your loved ones that the Pro Bowl still exists, and it's an even bigger deal than it ever is. <laughs> That's funny. Get them to clear just, out, go uh, to your football uh, room, dude. and watch dodgeball. I was just watching dodgeball yeah. in the in the, in the, stu- in the in the newsroom, and I was like, I cannot believe yeah. This is what's become what of the is great Pro Bowl. So remarkable about the Pro Bowl because there is a flag football Pro Bowl on Sunday. I guarantee that TV rating will be better than like World Series NBA sure. Final games. No, Surely, people right. will still watch it. I may or may not tell my wife that the Pro Bowl is going to decide home field advantage. <laughs> <in the Super Bowl. laughs> Good idea, just to watch it. And that's Cinco de Five. Thank you, today, Sean. Really. Cinco de Five every day, five o'clock. Uh, let's get to some of your calls, and then we're going to do a very important exercise to follow up on Sean Cinco de Five. I want to get a lot of calls in because we've talked a lot today about the King of New York. Jalen Brunson has become the King of New York. He confirmed it on Twitter when he thanked New Yorkers for that honor that he took away from Aaron Judge. And we've talked a little Yankees, obviously, after this Corbin Burns trade. So we'll get to a lot of your phone calls. And then we're going to clear the phone lines out. And I want to hear from everybody telling us what they're doing on their first football Sunday without football. <laughs> Sean gave you ideas, and I'm doing something crazy on Sunday, but what are you doing on Sunday without football? But before we get to that, let's go to Dan in West Milford. What's going on, Dan? Hey, what's up, gentlemen? We're good. What's up, man? Yo. Not much. Um, I think we all need to chill out with Soto for a little bit. Uh, it, you know, this talk of... He's going to get this big contract. This that the guy's got to perform for us first. If you don't have an Aaron Judge or uh, you know a Stanton type career uh, year, if he plays like Hicks, mm-hmm. he, he he ain't worth six dollars. Well, but here's the problem, Dan. I want to warn you about something. Juan Soto, when he was first traded to the San Diego Padres, wasn't Aaron Hicks, but he wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. And it's possible that in a contract year, Juan Soto has a down season. And what's a down season for him? Well. I guess you could look at what he did in 2022 as a down season where he had 240 but had an 850 OPS and a 27 home runs. But for you, I can understand you saying that's not good enough. But guess what? He's still getting $600 million. Mm-hmm. And if he's not getting it from you, he's getting it from somewhere else. Yeah, it's happening. The Ray- market's already been set for him. No doubt. Ray is in Brooklyn. Hey, Ray. What's up, Ray? Gentlemen, Evan, loved you, BC, before Craig. Tiki, you're a first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt. All right. Appreciate so it. check this out. No problem. Look, I call about Jalen Brunson and Aaron Judge, but first let me say this since you guys have been on in it, uh, on on the Yankees. Brian Cashman can't have it both ways. You can't say, hey, we're not willing to uh you know spend, you know, um uh you know on, on the free big free agents and then say, you know, we're looking for great values. Well, the best value out there is Trevor Bauer. So if mm. if you want a great value and Juan Soto was kind of like an all in season because he can't leave after the year. He was like an all in thing. So then go all in and get this guy. We've gotten in bed with, with uh, Aroldis Chapman, um, Domingo Herman, Giambi, and everybody else. So they, they told us over the years, in uh, essence, you know, what uh, Right, right, right. Yeah. right. You're, you're Theoretically, so, you're correct. He's so right. Like, when we've talked about Trevor Bauer, I would stay far, far away if I'm the Mets. They've had a lot of bar- embarrassing incidences over the last few years. Yeah, and, they, and then it becomes, like, 
systematic. Like it becomes mm-hmm. everything that they're about. Right. Even if it's not fair. I kind of see where he's coming from when he's like, well, we signed a role to Chapman. Nah, we had Domingo Herman, And that sucks that what you're saying is true because it, it makes me feel dirty, to be perfectly honest with you. That, that, that makes it okay. That mm-hmm. makes it like, yeah, screw it. Just bring him in. Uh, what concerns me about Bauer is everything is not completely settled with some of the accusations against him. And here's the other thing. I think I go back and forth on if Bauer's going to sign. But I think, Tiki, when he does sign, it would be after the bigger free agents pick their spots. Like, I think somebody would say, all right, I waited on Snell and get him. I waited on Montgomery yeah. and get him. All right, screw it. I'll get Bauer on a one-year deal. Like, I expect his signing, if he does sign in Major League Baseball, to be much later on. Now, do you think it is going to happen, though? Do you think he will be in Major League Baseball in I, 2020? I go back and forth, but my and my guess is no. I think teams yeah. are going to stay away. My gut, my gut feels the same. Let's go to Jamie in East Brunswick. Hey, Jamie. Hey, what's going on, fellas? What's up? Wow. All right. <laughs> I'm shocked I got on. Anyway, look, I'm going to rewind, and I'm sorry. apologize, but waiting for a minute. Yes, sir. First of all, sir? King of New York. And again, this is only my opinion, so I apologize, and I appreciate it if somebody disagrees. King of New York. Mm-hmm. Derek Jeter hasn't been one since. I'm sorry. I'm a Yankee fan. Aaron Judge, I feel like. Became captain. Everybody just assumed that means now he's the king of New York. I'm sorry. I don't think he is. I don't think he ever will be. Well, who is That's it? That's just my opinion. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's got to be somebody. <laughs> so if it's not well, Judge, who is it? No. Hold on a second. Uh, right now, it's, it's, Aaron, it's Aaron Judge. It's Aaron Judge. I agree. Fine. It's Aaron Judge. But I don't feel like he earned it the way Derek G did it. Well, but no, that, it's, not, that, it's not, Jamie, that he didn't earn it. It's that... Our past kings of New York City are champions, and mm-hmm. Aaron Judge hasn't done that yet. You know, Eli Manning won two Super Bowls. Yeah. Derek Jeter won a ton of World Series. Lawrence Taylor won multiple Super Bowls and was a revolutionary player defensively. Like, I get it. We unfortunately live in a time right now where look at our sports in New York City. Who's won anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody. We <laughs> want to make Patrick Waugh the king of New York? What was the last one we talked about this? Was it the... The 11 uh, Giants. The Giants, that's right. And that was an eternity ago. Yeah. I mean, it was 12 years. That's a long time. You know, for me, it would feel like yesterday because I have no championships. But in the whole grand scheme of things, it's a long time. So, yeah, Aaron Judge has it sort of by default. Didn't NYFC, NY? Yeah, we don't count them. (laughs) Soccer. Didn't the soccer team They did. They did. Yeah, they did. And then the Liberty choked in the WNBA finals. But they didn't No, I just wanted NYFC. Okay. Yeah, they won a title. The NYCFCC won a championship. About a year ago. Uh, two years ago now? Yeah, it was a couple years ago. Uh, be fair. Sorry, fans. Who knows? <laughs> you don't know the soccer teams in this area? I know the soccer teams. I love Red they? Bulls. Okay, good. And NYCFC, who's going to move behind City Field, which is why Cohen's not signing it, but he's busy building that. Uh, right. Um, <laughs> right. Right. But to be fair to the fans, bless your hearts, nobody Let's knows Let's go to an NYCFC Red Bulls match. You and me. I'll go. Thank right. God he didn't say me. <laughs> you who goes to basically two cockroaches humping. <laughs> exactly. If they're wearing a baseball cap, people will go. We'll, you know, go. we'll go in Harrison instead of, you got to come to Jersey. Oh, yeah, that's it. By the way, you think you leave a game in Brooklyn with some time left in the fourth quarter. Me, get back to Long Island? But it's a Saturday. It'll be good. Uh, go right. on a Saturday. Okay. Be chill. All right, you sure. come to the house. We'll have a barbecue or something. That's more enticing. I don't cook, though. So who's, who's cooking? That is Sean coming over Somebody. to cook. Sean, you, Sean cook? you come over, but you cook. I'm yes. a good griller. No problem. Good. You know I've done that before? 
I have a grill at home, and because of my father-in-law, he spoils us. He cooks everything. Yeah. So if he's not around and we have people over for a barbecue, I look at someone, I make eye contact, I'm like, oh, you want to cook? Bro. Do you want to take care of this? Bro, you're a man of your house. I understand. You got to throw on the white Nikes, the high socks, and you got to get out there with the spatula, and you got to not make your burgers hockey pucks. You got to glaze those ribs in the morning. Be a man. I got a confession for you. Yeah. And I know this wouldn't surprise many. I think Boomer said, quote, Evan is a NARP on steroids this morning, which I appreciate. I should get a T-shirt that says that. I'm a loser. I don't think I've ever barbecued. Are you serious? What? I don't think I ever did. Never tried? I never. Do you have a grill? Yes. I get... is, it, is, it a, is it a top notch? Charcoal or is it? We got two. We got charcoal. We got gas. Evan. And but you've the... never used it because your father-in-law. Because my father-in-law is a retired chef who would be offended. Huh? If I tried to do that. He actually has an excuse. And they live with you. So, Thank you. So, no, no, no. I have an excuse. He where, has an excuse. my excuse runs there out is, is a man in the house tiki. barbecuing. You missed or what he said. not even barbecuing. Cooking out. Yeah, he's going to catch the excuse I don't have. But right. go ahead, Sean. You missed what he said. Go ahead. He I say? have no issue with that. Somebody like that moves in your father-in-law. He said, I don't think I've ever barbecued. Right. Can, I, can I give you the reason? He's 40 years okay, old. When did, when did you get married? When did I get married? Yeah. 2015. And so how long did you live in the, like, not in the house? That's the point. You thank you, Tiki. Right. I was in an apartment the entire single life I had. Where the no. hell am I barbecuing? Right. So I at the lived beach, in the city. at a park. Yeah, yeah that's, that's with the friends, thing. with people, with other humans. No, you cook out when you have your own grill. Thank you, you set it up yourself. You bring out the dogs. You bring out the burgers. You bring out the chicken. You bring out the, the, the skewered vegetables. What? You you clean it all up. You set it all up. It's beautiful. People come over. They're cracking beers. It's amazing. It's nice and sunny and, and warm outside. Yeah. You throw the little the fire. You light the flame, and you cook. You don't, like, go rush. I'm sorry. Oh, I'll be done in a second. No, Someone's looking over your shoulder at a park. That's not how you cook out. No, Thanks, man, you're missing it. the point. You don't do it in an apartment on your little balcony, your little hibachi all, nonsense. Why not? Kidding? Number one. Number sure. two, do you think I only bought a house in 2019? Do you mm -hmm. think I showed up to my house for the first time, stayed at the grill and said, how do I figure this out? And I watch YouTube. <laughs> no, what happened was growing up, Evan, did you grow up in a house or an apartment? Grew up in a house. You grew up in Long Island. Yeah. At no point did your dad take you back and say, son, flip this burger? No. What? No. I don't think my dad was barbecuing either. <laughs> what is this world you lived in? So, so Remember, I they never, ate tacos on Christmas. I never did it as a kid. And then once I grow up and I move out, I moved out when I was 17 years old. And I had an apartment in Washington, D.C., there was no grill there. Then I had an apartment in Silver Spring, Maryland. There was no grill there. Then I moved to Williamsburg, Brooklyn, lived in an apartment there. There was no grill there. Then I lived off Atlantic Avenue in Brooklyn, New York, close to where Barclays now is. There wasn't a grill there. Then I moved to Long Island City, Queens, and made, like, residence there for a decade. And there was no grill there. Evan. So where am I grilling until we bought our house, which, by the way, and I admit I'm lucky, my in-laws live with us, and my in-law, my father-in-law, is a retired chef. Evan, this so is the time. So my grilling? This is the time. How about on his birthday? No, no, no. You do something nice for <laughs> him. Forget his birthday. Abuelo seems like an amazing man. Evan, all right, my dad couldn't hammer in a nail. I never learned how to do certain stuff like that. Now's the time on a Saturday or Sunday, instead of taking the 50th trip to City Field to go, Abuelo, you cooking on the grill tonight? Show me how. You're right. <laughs> Show me how. Because, Sean, by the way, Sean, you could learn a lot better than I could have from my grandfather who was frying hot dogs. You're a thousand percent right that I should take advantage of this time by learning from Abuelo. Here's the problem. And I love the man. He's lazy. If I ask him that, he's going to be like, 
kind of offended. I don't want to cook. <laughs> no, no, he I don't want to do that to him. He could cook. Stand behind him instead of going back and looking at the uh, the Met Brewer game over your shoulder and watch him cook. Okay, you know what? How about this answer? You're right. In 2024, one of my New Year's resolutions is that when we have a barbecue, and maybe you guys will all be over, I'll have a big old party. I love it. I'm going to scout team <laughs> my father-in-law and so that I'll be ready for the day I need to step in. You're right. I think that's a great point. But understand why at the age of 40 I've never done it. At least understand it. Tiki does. You don't seem to. I, yeah. I understand. I don't accept it, but okay. I understand. Yeah. And, and cooking's not grilling. They're two different things. Like uh, cooking uh, and gr- grilling is very easy. Cooking is more messy. By the way, I've cooked a lot. Like when I lived by myself, I cooked all the time. I cooked for my wife. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about grilling. I've never grilled. And what, I've cooked. I haven't grilled. Right. And what's lost in this? This guy was a radio producer and bought a house in 2019? Maybe I should go work <laughs> at the network. Yeah, how the hell did you Are do that? Are you kidding me? To talk about the Cowboys with three people listening? (laughs) I have no comment on what happened at CBS Sports Radio. Let's go to Steve in Manhattan. Hey, Steve. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you doing today? We're good. Hey, um, you know, you're talking, listen, you talk about the Kings of New York. What was it, almost about a year ago? We were about to crown some other guy out of Green Bay Mm. to be the new King of New York. How did that work out? Let's not jinx J.B. Well, it's not about, but Steve, it's not about jinxing him. It's about giving him credit for what he's accomplished here. This man came here, elevated himself. He's elevated the team. And last night at Madison Square Garden, after taking a cheap shot, he responded the way he knows how. And then got off the deck. And then he basically laid out his heart to the people watching and said, I love you and I feel you. That's king stuff. Yeah. It's hard to argue. That's king stuff. And he tweeted. And he tweeted, thank you for allowing me to be your king. Yeah. After the city of New York reportedly took Aaron Judge and said, you're now number two. Jalen Brunson's number one. That's just what I've heard. Steve in Connecticut. Hey, Steve. Evan, I I, I can't believe this is the last straw. I used to like you with Joe, but now I, <laughs> now that I know more about you after all these years, it's it's I don't know where you grew up on a different planet. How do you not? Ever flip a burger in your life? Just never had the how chance. You, <laughs> never had the shot. Not, yeah. How do you not ever, uh, when you first got married, you wouldn't even talk to your in-laws. You wouldn't call them by name. you just look at them. Oh, that's right. You, you, that was a long time ago. I, I mean, You're a good that's, listener. That's unbe- that is unbelievable. Well, but think about this, though, Steve. If you're looking at somebody in the eye, you never have to say their name. You're just like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. You never have to call them by their name. Now, I will admit this, Steve, it's because... not... Normal. Well, I'm not. I'm not very normal. Yeah. I think we've all established that. Wait, what was this? You've never. Wait. You I want to explain this. All right. So please do because <laughs> I don't get this. No, and I appreciate you saying that because people are like, "What does that even mean?" Right. So I had expressed uh, about a year and a half ago to Craig that I've never called my father-in-law by his name, and he's like, "Well, what do you call him?" I was like, "I never have to if I'm making eye contact with him. Yeah. I just talk." Same thing with my mother-in-law because I think he had asked me, "Do you call them mom? Do you call them abuela? Yeah. Do you call them by their actual names?" I said, I've never called them anything. Since that day, and we had that conversation of me never calling them by their name, I have said Jose's name a handful of times. To him. To him. I'd be like, hey, Jose. And then I finished my sentence. Hmm. But in that moment, I never said their name because I never had to say their name. You never said Padre? Never said that, no. Never said that. Why not? Because it's because your dad's your dad. No, he only says that when they play the Mets. Because your dad's your dad. Is that why? No, but... Because what you're asking is a really interesting question that everyone would have a different answer to. Like, what do you call your father-in-law, right? It's actually a really good question. 
why have awkwardness of figuring that out and just not call them anything? Does that make sense? Why is it awkward? He's your father-in-law. But I don't want to insult anybody because I don't know about your father-in-laws and mother-in-laws, and if they're not around, I want to apologize ahead of time. Do you call your father-in-law by a name? Yeah. Pop. You call him Pop? Yeah. Isn't that kind of weird? No. He likes it. Yeah. Call my dad, dad. Call him Pop. And he liked it when you did it for the first time? Yeah. Or call him Ernie or call him whatever. So you kind of go back and forth on it. I just call it whatever I feel like calling. Lugie's a lot more awkward. When you're with your wife I'm and not your awkward, wife's parents. How's that awkward? No, you're not awkward. Lugie's awkward. Right. He's like me. He doesn't want to admit it. And I called I mean, I'm I not... called Doreen mom. Okay. Mom? But you're cool. Like you could pull this guy definitely does something awkward. What do you call do your you mom? Do? What do you call your wife's again, I apologize if they're not around. Your wife's parents. No, they're still with us. Good. Thank God. They're out in California, out in Bel Air. What do you call them? Uh, I call them mom and dad. You do? Yeah. Yes. Thank you. By the way, Lugie. there's no way you do. All Thank of this you. boils down to one thing with Evan. He can't make decisions. <laughs> That's all it is. So he goes with the, well, I just won't make a decision. That's mm-hmm. why he eats chicken parm for his entire life. He can't make decisions. Mm. And yes, I'm a little awkward, but not in Evan's level. And so uh, you immediately start calling them mom and dad? Yes, because you know why? I knew that they would like it. Yeah. What about and it you, meant Sean? something to them. It's weird Sean. to call them mom. And I don't have Sean. to cook for me every Around day. Around the too. horn, Sean. I hate that I'm going to have to side with the guy who's never grilled. What? <laughs> <laughs> but. Now that I've thought about it, I have never until my kids were born referred to them other than just looking at them and saying anything. In fact, my my usual response to my father-in-law when he calls me is usually, ugh, <laughs> which I don't think counts for a name. And my mother-in-law, now I just call her Gaga because that's what my kids call her. Hey, Gaga, what's going on? What? So, no, me? like, I'm sorry. Like, I love them to Do death. Do you have adult conversations with your in-laws? Yeah, but, like, we, I don't even think they call me Sean. I think they're like, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Same thing. <laughs> it's true. Like, like it's not like. Do you have, have you had a non-child, like, focused conversation with your in-law? Y- yes, but Tiki, it's not like when they walk through the door and we start the conversation. We do like a formal, hi, Kathy. Hi, Sean. <laughs> hi, this. Hi. It's just, what's what do up? you do? You just say, what's up? You don't give a hug? Hey, what's going on? Yeah, exactly. Maybe and a kiss. That, he knows where I'm coming from. I do this. It's exactly. It's easy. You guys are crazy. Why is that crazy? Why do you have to call someone by a name if you're just looking at them? It's you're, irrelevant. You're, you're making them familiar. No. And by the way, familiar. I think, I think this works right. My... And I don't mean that like known. I mean like family. But but we all, I don't know. Like if my wife called my dad Bob, I think I'd burst out <laughs> laughing. Like she thinks does the same thing. I don't know. Yeah, me and Sean are on the same side. Yeah, I can't believe this. I'm still grilled, though. I just want to make that clear. No, no, I own the weirdness on the grilling ship, but I think there are a lot of people out there that understand where Sean and I are coming yeah. from, that you don't have to make a decision on this to make things awkward. You don't have to call someone by their name. Like, think about you and I and our interactions more off-air, because I think on-air I say guys' names yeah. so that the listeners, if no. they're just tuning in, understand, right. hey, okay, just a little bit different. But when we're having a real conversation. How many times am I saying Sean or Tiki? Or Loogie, I'm looking at you. Well, you know it, I'm it, talking it, to you. It, no, that's not true. Because when you're pissed off at Sean in our pre-production meetings, you're like, Sean, what the hell is wrong with you? Right, but when me and Evan first see each other every day, we both say the same thing to each other. Sup, sup. Yeah, what's up? That's it. That's the way and, we started. And it's understood. Thank you. Let's go to Chris and Lindenhurst. What's up, Chris? Hey. I uh, I got to call in here and, and defend my boy, Evan. Thank you. Um, I, You know, I, I've known him for... Uh, some years now, and I, I know all the quirkiness that uh, that comes with him, and uh, that was uh, brought forth, I think, uh, for the most part, at his wedding, which I was uh, so graciously able to attend. What did I do when so awkward? Dancing. Yeah, what did I do awkward at the well, wedding? 
dancing to Let's Go Mets Go at the wedding was something <laughs> oh that I have never seen anybody do at any other wedding ever. What, what, what kind of dance is that? I don't remember. Like, seriously, like, what do you, you do? I, 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 I can't <laughs> describe the dance. Um, it was kind of like Elaine in Seinfeld, kind ah, of a nice. little bit. It was nice. You know, but uh, look, that's a good I, visual, I love the Chris. boy, and thank you. Uh, oddly enough, when you think about it, and this this constitutes Evan. When is the best radio in New York? Is when Evan is pissed off. <laughs> when Evan's teams are crap, we would have never gotten dribble, 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 fat, fat, fat. Dribble, I'm, glad, fat. I'm glad, Chris, it, that that made you it, happy. <laughs> I mean, of course it did. That, you got that from actually one of my phone calls. <laughs> That's right. I think you. I think you're the one that kind of egged me on to doing it. Either way, thank you, and I appreciate you defending my awkwardness. Look, mm. we're all awkward. Some people just like to pretend that they're not because mm. they want to be cool, and other people embrace it. I'm an awkward guy. I'm not going to freaking lie about who I am. I don't give a rat's ass. If you think I'm a loser, I'm a loser. I own it. I probably am. If you think, wow, that Evan, I do the <laughs> same thing. Well, I appreciate that. Like Joe in Hoboken. Joe in Hoboken appreciates the way I talk to my in-laws because he does the same thing. Right, Joe? Evan, I really do. I also have Latino in-laws. So me and you are in the same boat there. Oh. And for some reason, maybe a bit of a language barrier. I don't know why, but I just never called them by their first names. You yeah. make the eye contact. You say hello. You gather attention. They call me by my name. But I never thought about it until now, until you brought it up on the Thank radio. But I'm with you, brother. <laughs> Thank you very much. So what do you call them then? I'm like, sorry. I cut them yeah, off. I, right? I apologize. <laughs> Nothing? <laughs> you don't have to, CT. That's the thing you're missing. When you make eye contact with another human being, you don't have to say their name. You don't have to. It's an overrated part of uh, talking to someone. You don't have to say their name. Why do you have to say their name? Hmm. It was a ticket taker at Shea Stadium when I was a right. kid. Me and my dad give did not nickname. Me and my dad did not know this person's name for twenty years. I had no idea what his name was. Oh, that's your bad. And guess what? It never was a big deal because we never had to say his name. <laughs> when did we have to say his name? We're just like, hey, great offseason. How's it been? How's the family? Oh, yeah, they suck. Oh, it's going to be a great year. You never have to do it. Yeah, but when you do do it, it makes people feel like you you know their name. In fact. That's the difference. I wonder if Destiny's Child's song was coming from a mother-in-law's point of view. <laughs> <laughs> say my name. Say my name, bitch. Chris and Center Reach. Hey, Chris. Hey, guys, how you doing? Thanks for taking the call. Thanks for What's making up? it. Um, I called to defend Evan, um, but sitting listening to you guys, I feel like I'm on Jerry Springer. I'm not sure what's happening here with barbecues <laughs> and stuff. This is, like, ridiculous. You guys should actually listen to yourself once in a while, and it would, uh, it would brighten things up a little bit. Right. Evan, I, I think you do a great job, and the fact that people call up, I don't think they listen really listen because you do root for your teams, but on the other hand, you 100% Say it the way it is. Thank you, Chris. And mm. even if it's your team or another team, you are straightforward with it. And I don't. I, I guess they hear what they want to hear. Well, you know, know what the problem is? Stop, stop kissing his red-haired tushy. <laughs> 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 no, I'm glad you said that because I appreciate that, Chris. You know who doesn't believe what I say is genuine. All the guys I work with. That's because you're not a fan. I am a fan. I'm a diehard fan who tells it like it is about you're every an team. independent sports observer. Oh, that's true. I'm an ISO. But you guys like to think that every opinion I have comes with some yes. kind of angle, okay, because and gonna, it doesn't. Because we're going to store all of this, and when it comes back to bite us at some point, meaning when Lugie uh, is rooting for the Knicks in the second round of the NBA 
uh, playoffs, and Jalen Brunson lays an egg in Game 7, you're going to be like, I thought he was the king. <laughs> it's going to come back I, around. I haven't we done that. We all know this. I'm we know t- how you're, you take notes on everything. Okay, but when I say the Yankees haven't done enough this offseason, am I going to spike the football if, let's say, you fall short because you didn't do enough? Sure, because I told you and I tried to warn you. Same like the Giants, but that's not some kind of Jedi mind trick. That's saying, hey, I told you something. I was right or Mm -hmm. I was wrong. I also like to admit when I'm wrong. I don't mind admitting when I was wrong. I got no problem with that. I'll call myself out all the time. But when I give you an opinion, it's because I have the opinion, not because I'm trying some Jedi mind tricks to confuse you guys. Like the idea that I decided today to come on the radio and present information not that many people were familiar with, that the New York City's mayor's office was seriously considering, and they did do it, by the way, changing who the king of New York City was <laughs> between Aaron Judge and Jalen Brunson and then giving my opinion that, hey, I agree with them, it should be Jalen Brunson. Some people took that as I was trying to pit Yankee fans and Nick fans against right, each other. We actually get confirmation from Mayor Adams. No, uh, it's still in the queue, which is I would it? think a day like that, if this was the big announcement you'd make, he'd jump right on. That's right? Well, because it's not a, it's a private thing. Like, the king of New York is always, it's in the back of Gracie Mansion. I don't think they promote it a lot. Mm. I just oh, happen to have a source okay. inside the mayor's office that was telling me about this, and then Jalen Brunson all of a sudden goes on social media and says, hey, appreciate the love and support. That wasn't for <laughs> last night. That was for the note he got that you're the king of New York City. <laughs> so I'm not doing this, and I'm not saying Jalen's the king because I want to piss off the Yankee fan. Why would I do that? It's still Aaron Rod. Aaron. Aaron Rodgers. It's still Aaron Judge. No, it's not Aaron Rodgers. No, it's you see not. what he's done to all of us? We right. keep saying his I'm name. Brain rot. I now, see. I hear Aaron. I think Rodgers. Now, very important. Uh, everybody that's on hold, Lugie, thank them and say we appreciate you calling. I will. But there's something very important that needs to happen because this is for every single person listening. We're going to clear out the phone lines right now. And there's a lot. Of, and I we do appreciate it. Sorry. Right now, I need to hear from every human being on what the hell they're doing Sunday at 1 o'clock. Because this is our first Sunday without football. I'm doing something extreme. I'm going to Disney World. That's what I'm doing. Tiki is having some kind of contest to find out how many times in one weekend with nobody in that. Forget it. What are people doing? And the reason I think this is an important exercise, and I hope that you give us a call at 877-337-6666, is that there are people out there that have no idea what the hell they're supposed to do. Mm. They have no idea what they're supposed to do on a Sunday without football. For the first time since Labor Day weekend, we are facing a Sunday without the NFL. Think about that. For the first time since Labor Day weekend, we don't have football on Sunday. And that is going to create a lot of awkwardness in homes all around the area. What the heck are you supposed to do? <laughs> Spend time with your family? <laughs> That's an option. Hey, you could just say, honey, whatever the hell you want, we're going to do it. Now, I've decided to take a very extreme option. So before we get to your calls on what the hell you're doing on your football Sunday, I'm going to Disney World. That's extreme, Tiki. That's how I dealt with no football. That is extreme. I said, honey, we're going to Disney. Especially you were just there with the kids. Well, now we're going just with my wife. It's a little different. (laughs) It's a little different. Ashley and I love to swing all over Walt Disney (laughs) World. That's not what I meant. It's just, look, you go to Epcot Center, you have a few drinks. You're not worried about your kids waiting on lines for rides. We don't just trade pins at Magic Kingdom. Oh, stop with that. We trade partners. I'm I'm not doing that. That's not actually real, right? They came, they came out and said that's fake, right? So it's it's fake. Right? It's real in terms of there are swingers at Disney. That commercial that we just played yes. is not real. Yes, because that was an actual commercial. That is no, an actual it was a TikTok of people mocking it. Uh, 
Right. Yeah. So that's what we're saying. So it's a mocking. Yeah, it's, it's a, mock, commercial it's a mock, promoting mock commercial promoting swingers. Mock, mock commercial. It's a mock commercial. <laughs> mock commercial. As they say. Right. So I'm going to Disney World on my football Sunday. What are you doing on your football Sunday, Tiki? And you don't even have anybody in your house. Mm. Um, Probably nothing. What does that mean? There's no such thing as nothing. I might There's always something. literally sleep till 9, 10, <laughs> wake up and binge something. And not get out of bed. Oh, so I actually gonna... have to get up because I have to walk the dog. But after that, might get back in bed. What are you gonna? What are you gonna bed. binge? You gonna watch porn or something? No. <laughs> no. There's kids in that car. <laughs> Witches of Breastwick, parts <laughs> one, two, and three. I'm whipping one out. I told you, I'm deep into for all mankind. Okay, for all mankind. <laughs> yes. uh, let's get to some of your calls. We'll find out what everyone's doing. Brian's in Mountainside. What the hell are you doing, Brian? Hey, what's up, guys? What's well, up? you you asked so. You know, you inspired me, Evan. I decided to take my family to Philly for cheesesteaks. <laughs> for cheesesteaks. Look at that. Why not? So, why not? You know, I haven't had a cheesesteak in a while. Well, you know, you know what you can do, Brian? If you go Saturday, there's a Net Sixers game. The Nets know? still in the league. Saturday night, if you want to see Ben Simmons' return. Let's go to Joe on Long Island. What's up, Joe? Hey, how's it going, guys? We're good. Fan. Good, man. What's up? Well, as long as you want to do a pickleball conversation, I'm thinking of playing some pickleball. Mm. Have you ever played before, Joe? Oh, yeah. I've been playing for like a year. Are you good? Do you, do you think you could beat me in pickleball? Tiki? No. Um, that was Evan. Evan, yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. He had to think about me, even though I've never played I pickleball. I got to tell you, I've thought about this because I've run a baseball league for a long time. Uh, we called it Twitter baseball. It's fan mm-hmm. baseball. And it was inspired because I was like, man, it's cool to play baseball, but it's so difficult to to create a game. You need 18 people. Yeah. So it started as me tweeting out, hey, who wants to play baseball? 30 guys showed up. All of a sudden, it became a league. And it became fun. Like, I played all the time. I don't yeah. play nearly as much now with married and kids, but the league has formed and it's been running for like a decade and a half. <laughs> Is and that it was, right? I swear to God, I actually had our Zoom meeting last night to figure out our future of our league. And what we should do, and any changes we should make. What the hell are you even talking about? <laughs> what to do with the league? I, I haven't. Know, that's crazy. Thank you. So I've thought since yesterday, after the reveal of me and Sean playing pickleball and it being a hard-fought match mm. and him beating me with some lucky calls, that, you know what, maybe I should start like a pickleball invitation and just start playing people, like mm. playing listeners. Like every day or every week, all right, who wants to play me? Have a little contest, someone wins it, then I kick their ass. <laughs> Simple as that. Oh, you won? Okay, now I kick your ass. Like a pickleball invitational. I've given that thought. That's interesting. You like that idea? I mean, do you really want to embarrass yourself again and lose more games yeah. on athletic people? How about you just put it in the show Olympics? The show? Oh, the Tiki Olympics you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, that's a big event I'm working on for uh, six months from now. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give away all of our plans. That's for like June. We'll fit. You know what? Maybe. Maybe that's the way to do it. Chris and Cranford. Hey, Chris. What's up? What's up? Man? All right. So, so due to the Mets offseason, I'm going back to what I did in the Wilpine years. I'll be heading to the PGA Superstore and spending all of my disposable income on golf gear. <laughs> so, at least when I'm frustrated, I only have myself to blame. <laughs> That's a very good idea. That's a smart answer. That's a very good idea. One thing you can do, I've done this before, is watch old games. Like mm. that's a way to distract yourself. Oh, really? And tell is that even and, fun? And tell your family there's a game you forgot about, <laughs> and then you watch the old game. That's right. oh, a real game. Oh, it's on. Sorry, it was from 1977. Yeah, old games are fun to Sean, watch. Sean, what are you doing? 
my uh, my buddy has strategically planned his kid's first birthday party for Sunday, which could have been about a month ago, but he told his wife this is the perfect Sunday to do it. Oh, that's a great idea. That actually. is a good idea. So the yeah. kid's birthday is like a month ago? It, it was... It has passed already, but the kid's first birthday party is Sunday from 1 to 4. That's a great idea. Smart. I, the moment I saw it, I was like, ah, I know what he's doing. Yeah. Loogie. I'm going to go to brunch with the wifey, and <laughs> then I'm going to binge watch, like, Twisted Metal or something. Twisted i got to finish Ted. Metal. I actually have a few episodes Twisted left on Peacock. Metal. Got Peacock. Got to watch it. What is Twisted Metal, by the way? It's, it's like just, this dystopian. Based on a popular video right. game on PlayStation, Samoa Joe's in it. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm excited. Some old jokes. <laughs> no, I mean, the trailer looked good. It looked like kind of like a Deadpool-esque type yeah. thing. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Good for you. Not going to watch, like, replay Nick games of this winning streak? Maybe. To no, no, no. I don't. I don't. Once a game happens, I'll never watch it ever never again. Never watch it again. Never. By, by the way, do you hear how depressing all of our answers are? Mm. Remember this when we complain about Titans-Browns on Thursday Night Football? That yeah. This is what the feeling we have. <laughs> That's a good point. It is kind of depressing. When you think yeah, about I it. agree. That's why I filled it with going to Disney World with my wife. Like, I'm That's barely going to miss football because I'm doing something kind of unique. Oh, yeah. You're going to be engaged. I'm engaged. Actually, your, your solution... It's probably what people should do. If you but, can take a trip, not everybody can do it, right. especially, you know, someone to watch your kids. If you don't have kids, the cost of it and or all even that. bring them with you. I mean, like I'm saying, like go oh, somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you could do it. Right? <laughs> like, drive somewhere. By the way, by week Sunday, like 12 years ago, is when I got engaged. Strategically planned, that was the day I was Did you really do on purpose? Yeah. You basically now, said, I'm going to propose on this moment and this day? When I was looking ahead to try to do something, when do I have free time? It was actually the year of 2011. The Giants made the run. That Sunday, I, wow. woke, I woke up. I said, it's got to be the day. I got nothing going on. I called my before fiance. Why don't we go to where we met, which was Dave and Buster's, which is now a Stu Leonard's. And, you uh, met at a Dave and Buster's? Well, it was a Jillian's at the time. That's where we originally met. Okay. I brought her. I said, let's go hang out. We went. She won a lot of tickets. I was trying to figure out how I was going to do it. I got down. I was actually on a knee on accident getting the tickets out of the machine. I looked down and said, I'm not getting back down on one knee one more time. <laughs> Boom. Popped the question. I got engaged on the bye week. Nice. It's not a bad idea. You got engaged playing skee ball? <laughs> yeah. But think about it. I had nah, to find a time to do it. I had yeah. the ring sitting there. I'm like, I yeah. got nothing to do today. Right. Yeah. Well, it, deciding when to get engaged and pop the question is always like a challenging one. Like, when's the. I knew I was going to propose to my wife for weeks, but it was, when am I doing it? Like, should it be on like a date that matters? Should there be a connection to it? The where to do it part was easy because I kind of did the same thing. I said, well, where we met. Exactly. I took her to the bar where we hung out, went there, and did it. It made a lot of sense. But you picked date-wise. I know. <laughs> the week where there's no football. What the, I, I Giant no- football. Giant Obviously. football. Well, but either way, no football, period. It was the bye. It did not matter. It was the bye week for the Super Bowl. I knew I had oh, no plans. Oh, the bye week of the Super Bowl. Yes. Oh, yes. I thought so you that's what I'm saying. In the season. Now, it was early, oh, but great. this Sunday of that year... I had nothing to do, and I had May, the ring, and I knew I was going to get engaged at some point over the course of the month. May I ask the question I think everybody has on their mind? Sure. So prior to that weekend, the New York Giants played the NFC Championship game in San Francisco mm-hmm. against the Niners. It was a great game, physical game. Yep. It was nuts. What if the Giants had lost that game? Right? They had lost the NFC title game. Were you still going to be up for proposing, or would mm. you have been so depressed that there would not have been a proposal? Good question. Mind you, I'd er- you. I had already gotten the ring. So to me, so it was burning a hole in your it pocket. Was probably going to happen anyway. Yeah. Though I was feeling jovial. In fact, when I had my little spiel down on one knee, I did say because remember their lingo that year was all in. I said the Giants have been all in the past couple weeks. I'm showing you that oh, I'm all in. God, too. No. I swear, <laughs> hand on my heart, swear That's that came line? out of my mouth. 
That is amazing. And people make fun of me for being awkward and lame. You, you're okay with that? I think that's amazing. The Giants have been Dude, all in. Now, look at me. He's as big of a Giant fan as that, that, that there is. I respect that. So, I mean, it's part of his life. It's going to be a part of his life. So why not incorporate it? And it was their slogan. It was all in. It just came to me. And she looked down at me. And to this day, she still hasn't said yes. What? She said, I guess. I no. <laughs> yeah, she looked at her, she goes, I guess. And then, you know, we got married. Well, may- maybe she's... <laughs> I guess. Maybe I got she- a I guess. It was good enough for me. Okay, what fat. does that mean? Does that mean that she was disappointed in how you asked? Or well, she, or I think it's what I said. I don't think she liked the line about the no. Giants being involved. Maybe. She also didn't like the idea that it was public, like we were around a crowd of people, uh, and they were all like clapping and stuff. I'm sitting there. Sixth graders. You want to go get a milkshake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the public... Like proposal, I could yeah. never understand. People do it. I mean, you see that sporting events all the time. So, Evan, I think the question on our, our audience's mind: Did you consider doing it at City Field? No, on the big screen, not okay. at all. Or at like, any sporting event. As crazy as I am into sports, yeah. and jokes aside, I am proposing. My wife had nothing to do with sports. Nor did I make a line about the Mets or the <laughs> Jets or the Nets. Nor was I like, you know, baby, I'm gonna love you forever the way I love the, the Mets forever. The Mets, <laughs> the Mets are cheap, and so am I. <laughs> Like, I wasn't going to do anything like that. I mean, come on. Even I think that's crazy. It worked. I'm and the fact that you're wow. not ripping him, Tiki, makes me Why wonder. Why would I rip him? Because he's a Giants fan. He's a massive Giants fan. Okay, I'm a massive Met fan. And if I said it in your life. If I said to my wife, my now wife, when we were getting married, you know what? I'm going to love you forever like I love the Mets. You would mock the no, crap out of me. No, I wouldn't. He just showed me he's more committed to the Giants than you are to the Mets. Oh, come on. I'm just, I'm just, I and didn't think that would be the case. We ended up getting married. The day before the Stanley Cup started in 14, and when we got introduced, we were in Ranger jerseys. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. I did. I mean, you got to be able to separate sports. I'm assuming sports she's a, a, a giant and a Ranger fan as Hasn't well. Hasn't sat down to watch a sporting event with me since we got back. She hates sports. <laughs> she paid her dues. So how the hell did you convince Sean. her to put the Ranger jersey on? She knew it meant a lot to me. Well, see? Good woman, right and there. You, well, hold on. And you take this as wow, what a great commitment to sports. Because if yeah, I pulled something no, like this, you think I'm nuts? Great commitment to each other. What? That's what that sounds. I like. committed to my wife without making her put a stupid Rico Bronya jersey on. Well, what dresses Miss? How do you know that she would? Of course she would if I asked her, but I would never do something like that. <laughs> How do you know? You have never asked her. Oh, you know what? This weekend, I'll ask her. Okay. We're going to be at Disney World. By the way, it's not necessarily happily ever after. I left scrambled eggs on the stove this morning. It was a big issue. So, I mean. <laughs> I imagine. I'm surprised you didn't eat them. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.